What's up, New England and beyond? What's up, Tommy, Shea Hood, and myself in the Room Podcast, bringing you the Room Podcast on this awesome Wednesday night. What's up, Tommy? What's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing well, buddy. Good. Nice to see you. We had uh, two big days of rain that just yeah. uh, mm-hmm. flooded the Providence area, man. Good, um, uh, good storms up where I'm at too yesterday. Yeah, really. Where, mm-hmm. where, where were you from? I'm out in Mansfield, so we were just getting nailed. Where are you getting? Yeah. I was, I was in Newport yesterday. Oh, nice. I left the rain here, mm-hmm. went to Newport, mm-hmm. and there wasn't rain in there. Perfect. It was like it was like a bubble around us. Mm-hmm. There was clouds everywhere, and then just probably some nice views. It was very nice yep. there. It was very nice. Newport's uh, a nice breeze. It wasn't humid. Uh, it was like 82. I took it. I stayed there mm. all night. Mm-hmm. Basically walked around, had a couple of beers. That's prime weather right there. 82, not so humid. Yeah. We just had rain for a couple of days. We yeah. had a drought. Mm-hmm. Um, the world needs a sip. Exactly. Uh, so before we uh, start going here, we have uh, Rick Caldwell from... Uh, Combat FC on tonight. How He's are our levels be... doing? I'm not seeing any bouncing around uh, right that's there. Because, um, Looking uh, all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Oh, I just sorry. we didn't we didn't level in earlier. I just yeah. Wanted to we make did, sure, we, you know? we didn't check our levels no. tonight because yeah. I think uh, we kind of got them right now. Yeah. The band's not playing. No. Nope. Uh, yeah. It's the, if it's the same thing every week, then might as well. Yeah. So tonight we have on uh, Rick Caldwell from Combat FC. He's mm-hmm. going to be talking about their next card coming up October 21st at the Shriners Auditorium. Um, they had their first card. Um, I forgot the date. We'll uh, we'll recap that mm-hmm. with him mm-hmm. because I have some uh, some footage of that of the fights on that. It was a great card. It was aired on UFC Fight Pass. Oh, yeah. And um, Joe Cav and um, Rick uh, pulled off a great card mm-hmm. for the first time. Good, good. You would think there would be some hiccups. They probably were in some in the. Maybe, you know, maybe not visible to us. See. Yeah, exactly. But the feed, the the, the feed looked great. Mm. Um, the the production that um, Randy Costa doing um, commentary. Oh, nice. Yeah, so mm. a New England, mm-hmm. New England guy there. Sure. Yeah, I didn't see that card. So, yeah, so it's great. They have a lot of uh, videos out now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think all, all on YouTube. Uh, yeah, Instagram. Mm-hmm. So the big highlights and stuff. We're gonna be playing that some of that when uh, Rick is on. Cool. Later, but uh, you know what? I'm gonna check the levels because I am a little paranoid now. <laughs> now that I mentioned it, yeah, we're all right. Here. Yeah, yeah, good. I can see it now. All right, so um, well, let me shut something off to get to the next page because uh, but I just want to show a couple of posters before uh, uh, looks like your chat right there. Oh. Yeah, I gotta <laughs> shut it off. So anyway, um, private messages. We what? Have, <laughs> no, that's where I'm calling. I them. know. So we have Cage Titans this oh, weekend. Yeah. Yep, Saturday. So. Tomorrow they have press conference at noon, mm. Thursday, mm. and then um, Friday they have weigh-ins, usually around one That's o'clock. Time, yeah. I was just training with some guys. Yeah, and then, yeah, yep. you got a couple of dudes fighting mm-hmm. on there, yep. man. They're getting ready, man. They're they're ready to bang. You want to give them a little uh, oh, shout yeah. out? Yeah, little, Kyle little and Shane, man. You know I've seen you. I saw you tonight. Wish you luck. Can't wait to watch you on Saturday. I have my uttermost uh, confidence in both those guys. They're animals. Well, Shane did fight uh, for a title. His last yeah, fight, didn't yeah. He? he didn't get the title, but no, but he did fight good. for yeah. one. Oh yeah, which means he's uh, you know, he's good. He's good. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, dude. he's good. He's he's a muscle man. And Kyle, it's his uh, his debut, and he's a young dude who's got a, a long uh, long career ahead of him. I would imagine he's a great teacher, and you know, I'm just looking forward to seeing my guys bang on Saturday. Excellent. I know Kyle from um, uh, grappling yep. at Cage Titans. Mm-hmm. He was in the um, super grappling exactly, matches yep. and the team match. Team with, one, yeah, uh, those... exactly, which is pretty cool. When one guy from what. Uh, 
CMB, I don't know what it was, took like out four of the yeah. fuck. Yeah, he the, was like, they were talking huge. about how the um the order maybe could have been adjusted a little yeah. bit, but you know, what are you gonna do? Of course, yeah, after, so, after the fact, huge, huge uh night for Cage Titans mm-hmm. Saturday mm-hmm. night. Yep. And like I said, Thursday they they have a whole you know half week of shit going on, so I'm not sure who will be at the who will be on this um this press conference. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there'll be some fireworks. I was watching a little bit of the the table talk with those guys on Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty good, you know, with uh with their media guy Nick. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. They're, I mean, uh, Randy, uh, Randy, Andy, and um, Mike. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they do it every week. Mm-hmm. So and yep. they went over the whole card, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they were talking about the the production and and all the fun stuff. So it's it's good. Those are they, they got a well oiled machine over there. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, um, also on Saturday. Which I will not be at Cage Titans. Right. I will be at the Ironman Grappling mm-hmm. Championships. I was um I didn't know the date. Yeah. And I was asked for this before. Yeah, uh, we were talking about yeah. that. And you know, that's that's a, that'll be a great one too. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of yep. former, like retired MMA guys mm-hmm. and a lot of guys that are fighting, you know, yep. I'd see yes, maybe mm-hmm. in the crowd there watching their teammates grapple so it's going to be great i'm going to get some interviews sure, there absolutely and then the other new england mma guys will be at cage titans yes so. travis and lars yep. will be at cage titans yep, so. i'm sure travis will be doing um a, a, a card preview mm-hmm. coming out in a couple of days yep. lars will uh be there and uh travis always does a live play-by-play yep, which is really good too yeah. that's that's good i watch that too. brandon boats uh who's also part of our uh, New England MMA. He might be doing something there. He's friends with all the fighters. Mm-hmm. He's fought for Cage Titans. Cool. He's wrote a uh, he's wrote a few articles for us as far as um, for gym gym perspectives. Mm-hmm. Like he goes to a gym oh, yeah. and he interviews kind of like mm-hmm. the gym atmosphere, not just one guy specifically. Good. That's, that's a cool angle. Yeah. So he travels around here mm-hmm. and there. When he has time, he's mm-hmm. a busy dude. Yeah. Everyone gets excited when it's Cage Titans week. So yeah. So mm-hmm. kudos to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will be here. This uh, I want to give them a little shout out. Mm-hmm. Their event starts at four. Uh, doors open at four. The event starts at five. It'll probably go to eight o'clock. So on my drive home, I'm going to be watching the Cage Titans mm-hmm. stream. Well, I would well, imagine. Listening, right? Yeah, watching. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, oh, yeah. I can watch. People watch. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know. Right. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Speaking to the mic, sir. Yes, you know. I'll be coming all the way from uh, Bristol, Connecticut. It's yeah. like an hour and forty minute drive. Okay. So I'll probably watch three quarters of the car yeah, on my way home. You can commentate on the way. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, you know I'll talk shit. I'll yeah. like. I'll be messaging uh, Lars and Travis. Oh, so driving, messaging. Oh, yeah. Dude, I do it all. I'll probably be eating a pizza and drinking <laughs> delivering a mail, <laughs> Delivering mail at the same time. So that is pizza, uh, them. So um, like I said, we're going to have uh, – what time is it right now? Okay, about six see. minutes or so. We're going to have Rick call in. He's never called into the show before. I've never spoken to Rick before. Cool. Uh, just online. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to pick his brain about Very how cool. he started with Joe Cav back at uh, WFC. Mm-hmm. They started in 2007. And um, I was, we have all pictures here cool. of, you know, some refresh our memory. Yep. But one thing I want to cover. Was that midget fight? Yes. <laughs> I'm throwing midget fighting up there. Nice call, motherfucker. <laughs> I was waiting for it. So where is uh, my Instagram? So let me get that posted down. So um, I was at a special place. Let me get my, where's my Instagram? I've been waiting to talk to you about this one. Let me get, I got to go to my page. Mm-hmm. So where are we? Why did I just pop, pop, pop up? You think it was your own? You know what I mean? Maybe since it is your own, they don't think you're looking at it. Unless you're really vain, you know? 
I can barely see from training and sweating my eyes today. You are right. Oh. Yeah, just blurry, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, you have, um, you have like a layer of goop. <laughs> yeah, I took like a shower. Pond scum. Oh, on yeah, your face. I take a shower before I come here. So let me get this going right here. And then uh, we'll have Joe Cab on right after. Where's the guest capture? There we are. So, um, right here. Oh, boy. Dudes. Like, is there sound? Where's sound? <laughs> this is the Royal Rumble, dude. Oh, wow. These guys are fit. Yeah. Mm hmm. Moving. Dude, this was amazing. So, this is the end of the Royal Rumble? Oh, this no, is the end. This in, is right? the last fight. No, no. Them two guys are fighting, and everyone came into the ring. Oh, my God. Killing everybody. Oh, my God. Dude, I was front row. It was great. The place was fucking packed. Was it jamming? It was packed. Nice. <laughs> it was awesome. They're good. And these guys go, are put on a good show, right? Oh yeah, and here's here comes the here comes Tiger flipping over the ring. Oh my Look god. Look at this. Oh, this guy the... was legit, dude. Oh yeah. He was flipping everywhere. And then watch, they go into the crowd. The crowd was into it. It was fucking I nuts. Saw, well, so they have some regular size people wrestling they had too? Two regular yeah, okay, size people. Saw that. So they were really cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, if you get tired of the dwarfs, you know what I mean? <laughs> now, so the, I have to do dwarf. the regular size people fight? The dwarves? Yes. Nice. They're, in there. <laughs> they're, in there. they're doing it right now. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah right. Like, they would win. So think. wait a minute. Like, where are we? <laughs> so these were the two regular sized people just okay. fighting. Okay. Like, look at like women fighting. Yeah, small they people? choreographed. These guys have been oh, of fucking running around with yeah, each other they're on for a tour. long time. Yeah, like they're that. on tour. That's cool. I get. I get to get you to the last guy. I don't think. Hopefully, I. Hopefully, I don't get kicked off of Facebook. Look at this. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Good, good form. This guy was jacked mm -hmm. for a fucking dwarf, for dude. a little guy. We could, cool. This is going to bring us right up to Rick. <laughs> is anyone watching this shit? This is fucking awesome. Come on. <laughs> what a rider. I added this, this is good. Too. Was the place jamming or what? Yes, yeah. watch. Watch when he jumped. Oh, maybe it shuts off. Oh, I had him scanning the crowd after, oh, yeah. after yeah. he did this because he jumped up on the ropes and shit. <laughs> That's that's high up. Yeah, man. in the longer in the bigger video. Yeah, dude. That's funny. That was that was some good, 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 good shit. Good entertainment. Bro. Good. Good for those guys. Yeah, putting on awesome, a good show. Bro. Absolutely. Awesome. And you had a good time. I had a great time. Mm -hmm. Um and yeah, people love that shit. Yeah, like yeah. my friends were messaging me on Messenger. Sure. Like they don't necessarily nobody comes on my Facebook page and like Talks on that they all mm -hmm. message me on Messenger. Yeah, you know what I mean? You they don't want to be seen on my Facebook page like they like <laughs> mm -hmm. me. Yeah, you know what like, I mean? They're all just random people the and stuff. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like it's like saying people with all my weed posts and stuff. You know, I get I get not a lot of people like it, but mm -hmm. I know they are. But they're all yeah. over it. Yeah, yeah, they, they'll hit me up on the message. Dude, what kind of shit yeah, that? exactly. Yeah. Right, keep it up, keep it up. It's fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. All right, let me uh, what happened? Let me uh, message Rick and see what's going on. Yes, sir. Ready, ready. And when I get him on, I'm gonna play um, a, a highlight video of uh, the the co-main of uh, their uh, their inaugural Combat FC one. I f it was it was the same night as CES. Mm -hmm. I think it was like in July. Okay, this year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll wait for Rick to answer. But like I said, Rick has been with the company since I believe it started in 2007. He is uh, friends of Joe Cav. I don't know what his capacity was back then. Um, but um, now he's the matchmaker and he does so many other things for cool. them. So yeah, yeah. Uh, who knows it's what's important. going on with Rick here. Let's see. Let's get. Yeah, let's look perfect in there and then we'll uh, set you up. Rick, have you uh, been watching the show at all um, since we started? 
Yeah, you had the, the dwarf wrestling going. Yeah, did you, uh, <laughs> yeah. did you know that I uh, partaked in that and went to that, or did you just know by watching now? So you partake in dwarf wrestling? Well, I was tr well, I was part. You know, I was part of the crowd. You know, bro, they were. They were, um, way to go. Oh, okay. So that, that's different. That I, I well, you were like, they actually landed on my lap, it. and I had to throw them back into uh, into the cage, into the, the ring, actually. <laughs> that's incredible. No, I, like, you don't see it. I didn't post them kind of videos because they were so close. But these dudes were actually f landing on my lap. It was something <laughs> of, uh, something that's really, crazy. it was almost. Arousing? It was, yeah, it was almost arousing. I was wow. part of the show. <laughs> And then they were so light, I could like, you know what I mean? Yeah, pick right. them up a little bit, help sure. them out of my lap and shit. Rub them on but the head. But dude, the place was so packed, like everyone was helping them up. Sure. It was great. I had like three guys next to me and like they're falling on them. I couldn't but, wait to grab them. Dude, um, I highly recommend going to Extreme Dwarf Wrestling. I've tried to get- That's actually what it's called? It's called Extreme Dwarf Wrestling. They are from, I think they're all from the South. They were making their way to Texas, hitting every- City, every state on the way to Texas up until October. So they're, they're busy, dude. Rick, they had like 300 people, <laughs> 300 people in an arcade paying 40 bucks for front row and 20 bucks for standing room. Mm -hmm. There had to be about 300 people in that money. These midgets are making bank, dude. Making bank. You, you, dude, you should have, <laughs> listen, maybe invite one of them, have one of them have a fight in the in your you know in one of these next events you got coming up bro dwarf mma yeah have a fight at 125 right? <laughs> <laughs> well dude two regular size guys were fighting were coming in and they were fighting the midgets they had the two regular size guys that were throwing around like ragdolls it was awesome so yeah that's right yeah, you can have like a regular mma guy take on like seven midgets it'd be awesome so well yeah we'd have to do it on like an indian reservation <laughs> <laughs> on a boat well, last week we talked a little bit about it, and Tommy said I can't call them midgets, but I did message Tommy saying that on a lot of their fight shirts, they, they say said it. I'm the toughest midget okay. in this place. Sure. So they're calling themselves it, so I would imagine. Well, I... they can say it. You can. Come on. Yeah. Really they like can that? say it. I'm sorry. We're getting totally <laughs> off subject here. Rick Caldwell, man. Welcome to the show for the first time, man. Um, pleasure meeting you. This is actually the first time I'm seeing you face to face. Yeah, I think it is, actually. Oh, Absolutely. well, well, to be here. excellent. Um, I talked to Lars a lot about you because he's mentioned that he's on the phone here and there. Um, you matchmake for Combat FC. He says you probably do so many other things there. But as we know, Lars does um, does full contact management. So, you know, he's got to talk to you, try to get a couple of fighters of ours on there. So, Rick, how did you get involved in fighting, man? You've been around like forever i would say in mixed, yeah. in mma in new england talk about how you got started and where you got started and all that so i actually just started training years ago um we're going back i mean shit now it's probably 20 years ago um there was nowhere near my house at the time i was living in like i can't remember if at that point i was in lowell or if i was in drake but either way they're right next to each other and there was nobody near me at all so the closest place I could go was Dragon Lair in Framingham. So it took me like 45, 50 minutes to get there, a similar amount of time to get home. Um, so yeah, I was training at, um, at Dragon Lair in Framingham for a while. And um, I happened to meet like one of the, one of the guys that was, um, that was training there and was also um, 
there, there wasn't always like a, a, a clear pecking order of like who was an instructor and who wasn't. It was kind of like, you know, either Mario was running a class or it was like whoever else that was there that was good ended up running the class if Mario wasn't there that day. So it was like, so I don't know if I want to call him one of the, the instructors or not, but a guy who did do a lot of training and, and teaching there was a guy named Mark Grabowski. And Mark was the guy who started Mass MMA way back when. Um, and Mark is actually, you know, a lot of people don't actually, um, don't know who he is and don't realize that it was, that it was Mark that started that. Um, you know, a lot of people think that, um, you know, the, the website, like it was run by Joe Lozon and I for a long time. So they, they kind of looked at it like Joe and I started the website, but we basically took it over when Mark was too busy to deal with it. And then we ended up making Northeast MMA, um, and, you know, Chris Richard, you know, Biggie was, was a part of it. Now, now well. let me ask you a question, Rick. Uh, when you were doing this, were you like, who was like, were you the tech guy? Like who was, who was managing actually the, the website uh, to, you know, keep it rolling? So initially it was Mark. And so Mark is, he's honest, he's one of the smartest guys. Like if you meet the guy, like he's just one of those dudes who's good at everything. <laughs> like he's, you know, he was six foot tall. He was, you know, he probably 220 pounds, jacked, good looking guy, wrestled D1 in college, like ridiculously good Muay Thai, great jujitsu. Like he was just good at fucking everything. And he was like, <laughs> he was like a vice president of sales at Yahoo.com. Oh, so, was, oh like, smart dude. In then, 20s. Yeah. Like, yeah. He was just one of those guys where it's just like, Jesus, like, what are you shitty at? Like there was just, <laughs> he, he knew how to do everything. Hate those guys. He was like, you know, and and even now, like he's he's a vice president in Oracle, um, running some group there, and and he runs marathons and shit, and he's got like, like he's just he's good at fucking. I don't know how to say it other than that. I think he was a bodybuilder hey, at one point. You, hey, you got a man? But, you got a man crush on this guy? What's going? On? <laughs> well, no, I'm just, I'm just saying he's one of those guys that like when you meet him, it's just like he's like he gets involved in so many things, and like. You know, he, he puts all his time and attention into this thing, and then that's gone. You know, like like he obsesses about it. Like like when I say he was a bodybuilder, like when we were working on some website stuff at his house one time, like 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 I'm talking like the like they put on the fake tan and, yeah. they, and they're doing the yeah. he's got trophies and shit. Like so he was like a legit bodybuilder, and then and then he didn't want to do bodybuilding anymore. So then MMA was the obsession, right? And then it's you know, and then if when he starts running and he's he's running marathons. Now he's got like a running blog that's got a ridiculous amount of followers. So like he gets a, he gets all these new obsessions and he kind of just dives in and figures it out. And, and like, he ended up kind of leaving the local MMA scene before it really started to pick up. Like he was still around, um, you know, and was still involved to a certain degree, but like, I don't know, probably 2004, 2005 is when he kind of stopped being as obsessed about it and, wasn't training as much, like stopped competing in, in grappling tournaments. And he just kind of, you know, I don't know, found a different obsession. Right. And, um, you know, a lot of people don't even know that he exists and that he created mass MMA and he had a, he actually had a pretty cool vision for it back in the day. Like he was thinking like, we'd make this into something where we'd have different local MMA websites. Like, so you'd have a New York MMA, you'd have a, Florida MMA and like you'd, you'd find people in these locations and then you'd have um, 
you know, they'd all kind of roll up to like localmma.com or something like that. And you'd be able to click the state and get all the news for your state. And, um, Good you know, so he was, he was just yeah. a sharp guy that had ideas like that. And, you know, I think he, he got bored with it and, and stopped doing it before, um, you know, before we really got into that. But, um, but anyway, I, I digress, right? So I start, I just happened to be training at Dragon Lair. Yep. At the time I was writing for some boxing website. Um, and again, I just like I just liked writing, so I was I was writing for some box like doghouse boxing. Did you did you have did you have a did you have any background in writing, or is it something that you just picked up and you became no, good no, at? I didn't. It. I, I was always pretty good at it in school. Like I, I was, you know, I'm I was always relatively entertaining. Like my teachers used to always <laughs> laugh about the essays I turned in, and it was like, you know, I, I just I don't know. It was something that came natural to me, and I enjoyed sure. doing it. So it was kind of funny how it worked out. I started training there and, and he starts talking about, oh, I run this website. And it's like, oh, no shit, I write for a boxing website. And he's like, well, I'm looking for writers for my website. You should write for Mass MMA. And um, I'm similar to Mark in some ways where I tend to obsess about things too. And when I dive in, like it, it turns into, you know, the, the thing that I, I spend all my time doing. <laughs> so, you know, pretty quickly there were, you know, it started off, there were probably four or five different guys writing for the site, and pretty quickly it just became um, me and Biggie. And and then when when Mark kind of started to not want to do it anymore, um, you know, Joe Lozon got involved as well. And, um, you know, I used to do essentially what, you know, what you guys are doing. Like, I was the guy going to the event. I was yeah. covering the events. I was, I was doing live play-by-plays. I was doing all kinds of stuff like that. And... Um, I actually like, unlike some of the other guys that run the site, like I actually like enjoy talking to people. Like I enjoy being part of the scene. Like, yep. you know, Biggie wanted to kind of like, he wanted to write articles and shit on people and like, <laughs> it just have it be kind of like a, like a flat. I don't know if you were involved when he was still writing. No, no, I can't. Really good. Yeah. I came in really way after, but. Yeah. He was really entertaining. He used to shit all over everybody. Like he'd talk about referees and. Like there were referees that wanted to fist fight him. Like, that's great. He, that, was, that's... he was an instigator. Like, like he was, he was awesome. And, um, you know, he, uh, so he would, he didn't really want to go out and like meet people at shows and interview people. He just kind of wanted to do his thing. So I was like kind of by accident, I almost became the face of the website. Cause I yeah. was the person who was going and, and doing all this stuff. And that's actually how I met Joe. I was, I ran into him at, um, one of the best MMA events in the history of New England that literally nobody went to um, was a show called Eruption at the Sanya Serena nice. in Lowell. So I'm actually going to pull uh, pull this up while I'm talking to you because I remember like a couple guys that that fought on it. Uh, so I'm going to see if I can actually pull up the card. So it was something that Mike Littlefield matched way back when and. I forget the boxing guy who was the promoter, but he did one show and then never did it again. Oh, of course, it just says Massachusetts Regional and it won't let me click on it. Um, shit. Okay, so it was it was an absolutely ridiculous card. Like, like stacked top to bottom. Like, Joe Lozon's pro debut was the first fight on the entire show. Wow. Um, you know, the, and, and it was like guys that like so many guys that went to the UFC fought on the show. Like, Marcus Davis fought Nuri Shakir on it. Um, Sam Hoger fought somebody. I forget who he fought, but he, he had kicked some fat guy. <laughs> um, and then, um, some kid, Chris chubby, chubby fat kid from New York. Um, 
But then there were so many other guys. Jay Heron fought um, Fabio Holando. And there was just like the card top to bottom was just absolutely bananas. And I just happened to meet Joe there. And if you've ever talked to Joe, he's like a really personable guy. Like he's like the thing that like the life skill that he's good at is networking. Mm -hmm. So he started chatting me up and saw that I wrote for the local website and, you know, he had me interview some of his guys and, um, you know, he was just one of the only like managers or coaches who like faked like he cared about what we were doing. <laughs> yeah. You know? I, yeah. And, I, I get it. I get it. Definitely. Yeah. So he was, he was excited about it. Right? Yeah. And then I just happened to, you know, and again, he's the type of guy too, that it's, when you meet him, it's like, oh, hey, we're going to get food. You want to come? Like he's, yeah. he's just friends with everybody. And then I ran into him at, you know, at a, at a combat zone after that. And it was like, he remembers everybody's name. He remembers everything that he talked to you about. And, and you know, he asks you a question that about something that you talked about. Like, oh, you said you were going to do blah, blah, blah. How'd that go? Like, like he's he, like, that's the thing that comes easy to him is just like, getting people yeah, well, he, to he, like him. He's genuine, so he actually absorbs what you're telling him. I mean, he's actually interested in what, you know, people he, say. He loves MMA. Yeah, and I know I know Joe, I know Joe from uh I know him from the back room with his fighters. When I interview his fighters, he comes back with them. And you know, you hear you hear things back there that no one else does, like how he settles them down or hypes them up or whatever. Yeah. You know, how he talks to him and the dude is legitimately like one of the nicest guys. And uh, you know, just a a great role model for for anyone that's anyone in that he touches, man. Mm -hmm. That's good. I'm gonna have to remember that you said that. You said that Joe Cavs a role model. That's great. So <laughs> I know, I know, I know a different version of Joe. Right? Yeah, I, I imagine. <laughs> no, so he's uh he's an awesome guy. Like I've got nothing but good things to say about Joe. Um, you know, and, and he he had a career in sales before he he you know started doing the fights, and he's um. You know, he's got a really interesting background too. Like when you see like the people that he knows and 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 like the people that go out of their way to to talk to him. Like we were at, you know, I don't know, a, a gentleman's establishment on Route One. Uh, I forget what the name of it is. Um, Golden Banana, I think. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's a good one. Yeah. So, yeah. so we <laughs> I don't were know there, and then about. like, and then out of nowhere, like some dude comes over and starts talking to us and it's like, it's like, that's fucking Richie LaMontagne. Right. Just, like, so, it's, you know, like everywhere we go, like there's somebody like that, that. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is like a former world champion and like, Oh, okay. He's hanging out with us now. Like he's, you know, like everywhere you go, there's somebody that's, that's friends with Joe Cavallero, you know, it's. And, um, and that, and that's, and that's infectious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So it's, uh, so anyway, I, like we met at the shows and, um, you know, he just, every, you know, we, we continued to chat every time we ran into each other at an event. Um, and then when he decided, like I had been involved with some other shows at that point, um, like I never promoted one, uh, you know, again, we're going back, I'm, I'm, I'm 40 years old now, right? So if we're, Me too. if we're going back, you know, back when we did shows, right? Like if we're, if we're back in 2014, I'm sorry, 2004, 2005, you know, I was, I was in my twenties, so I wasn't like super involved. I mean, I, I started doing grappling, uh, we promoted, I promoted grappling matches and grappling competitions. Um, we did some in New York, we did some locally in, in Massachusetts as well. So 
I was kind of involved with some stuff like that, still doing the website. And when Joe started doing his show, um, one thing that he, he does really well is he, um, he just kind of tells a bunch of smart people like, Hey, I've got this show coming up. Like I've got this thing. I'm not really sure what, like, I don't know what your role is going to be yet, but I'd love for you to be a part of this thing. And then next thing you know, he's got like 10 or 12 people who want to do it. And then like, eventually people like as you get closer to the show or even even you know well before like you start to realize which guys actually are going to be part of it which guys are going to help out so like he talks to a whole bunch of smart people says i got the show coming up what do you think and then you know like i, I don't think that he he had uh you know the plan <laughs> of making me his matchmaker but then i think he kind of he just you know, I don't, I don't know. It's almost, it's almost like, a, like what Bill Belichick did this year with the, with the coaching staff. He just kind of has some guys around and then it's like, all right, I guess we don't have an offensive coordinator. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, so that's well, kind of well, well, how, well, well, how I ended up being matchmaker. Well, also, was... also you were personable with the fighters. I mean, that goes a long way yeah. because you got to talk. 100%. Yeah. You got to hundred percent. Yeah. But I guess where I'm going with it is I don't think he knew going in that. Okay. Like he didn't tell me he wanted me to be the matchmaker. Yeah. Like we were, it was actually supposed to be another guy who never ended up working for the show. He just kind of disappeared. Um, and we were like, he was talking about, oh, he couldn't get anything booked. And um, I can't even remember who the fight was, but um, he was talking about how he couldn't get anything booked. And then he asked me, he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm not, I'm not going to shit on the guy. I'm not going to say his name, but so-and-so can't get anything booked. We're like, you know, where is eight weeks out, 10 weeks out, we're fucked. And I was like, no, I can book you a few fights today if you need yeah, some fights. Yeah. And then, and then you know, and then he's like, well, who are you thinking? And I and I knew everybody, right? So I was essentially, you know, what you guys are doing now. Like we had rankings at the time, so I knew who the best guys were because, like, I wrote the rankings that essentially. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so it made it pretty easy, and and I knew who everybody was. I knew how to contact everyone. So I just, like, within a few hours, like I said, oh these fights would be good. Like I had a few fights matched and, and he was like, all right, well, do you want to just like match the rest of them? And you know, here we go. Here we go. Well, right? well then, at, at that point, I mean, you're matching fights and fighters are, you know, talking to other fighters and say, Hey, I got a fight coming up or I just got matched. And you know, that, that, that path just gets bigger and bigger. I, I'm sure you had people uh, messaging you and saying, Hey, what's going on with this card? it's funny it doesn't happen on the first one so even this one right so the first show we we basically it was kind of a it was kind of a fight to get everybody to get enough fighters on the show like it was it was tough to get it to get that first one matched up because nobody knows what to expect from the show they don't know what kind of show it's going to be they don't know how like you know you guys i'm sure have seen many first-time promoters pop up and and run terrible shows and then they disappear and everybody's worried that that's what it's going to be. So that first show was, you know, it was challenging. I mean, we got some good fights. Um, you know, the main event of that first one was Joe Cushman and Aguilano Brandau, which at the time, those were two of the better 145 pounders in, in New England. So it, it, we had some, some very real fights on it. We had Bobby Diaz fighting Bobby McMasters, which I don't know if you remember, if you remember Bobby from South Shore, but he was, um, Bob McMaster was awesome. He ended up fighting in, um, I forget what it was called, that Showtime thing that disappeared after what, Elite XC. I think oh, yeah, one. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, he fought there for a few fights. And so we had some really good fights, and it was, it, 
then the second one was incredibly easy to match. And, and that's what happened this time, right? Like, you know, we, the last card, I mean, it was such an incredible pain in the ass to get that thing matched. Um, I mean, I've never talked to more fighters in my life to try to get that thing matched. And I mean, I was flying guys in for, you know, like pros with one and four records. I had to fly guys in for them. Now what? That was the last WFC um, card you're talking no, about? I'm talking combat FC. The oh, one. the first one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like even on this last one, it was it was tough to get guys matched up because, you know, again, they you guys haven't done it in a while. You guys haven't done a show in a while. A lot of the people forgot who we were. Like anyone who who actually fought when we were doing shows, they're, you know, they're old now, right? They're my age, so they don't they have no interest in it. I mean, the, the very last show we did was headlined by a guy who's like forty two or forty three years old now. You know, so it's yeah. It, you know, we couldn't really go back to the guys that we had before. Um, you know, all the gyms have changed, so it was tough to get. You know, that, that last show was, again, it wasn't impossible. Like, it, we ended up putting together, you know, I thought it was a really good card. We, we ended up losing some, um, you know, the last two weeks we lost a few big ones. So um, it didn't end up quite where we wanted. We actually lost something right, you know, on the day before weigh-ins we lost the fight as well so uh, that's how matt denning ended up uh ended up on the show and that tu um, that turned out to be a, a pretty uh pretty good turnout with him i mean he's a big he's i mean he's a big drawer as far as eyes and he came away with a a win a quick win in that fight so i mean um i i, I kind of felt bad for his opponent um because his opponent was primarily a kickboxer that's right yeah i figured and he was fighting a guy who was primarily a kickboxer um, so it was the, the, you know, he was training for a kickboxer and then on, you know, the morning of weigh-in day, like Matt accepted the fight literally at like 8am on weigh-in day. And this kid had tried to make a pro debut several times and it, it just kept falling apart. He had some, you know, fights fall apart through COVID. And, um, so he was like, yeah, I'm in, man, let's do it. And then, you know, he landed, I mean, he landed a pretty good a pretty good liver kick. Matt actually talked about it after the fight. He, you know, the, the very, the one strike the kid landed and Matt was like, all right, well, well, that's fucking, <laughs> like, let's... so he instantly shot a takedown. Yeah. It was just like, no, I'm not going to play that game with this. This guy's like six, three. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So it worked out really well for Matt. I felt, again, I felt bad for the opponent cause he, um, you know, a tough kid. He was actually, he was out of tiger Shulman and he was cornered by Shane Burgos on the show. And, um, you know, we, we were going to introduce Shane and, and kind of get Shane to, you know, wave to the crowd. But then when, you know, when his, when the guy he was cornering got choked and, you know, they wanted to get out of there pretty quick. He's like, all right, well, we don't want to, yeah, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to make it come out and <laughs> shake hands and kiss babies. Yeah, we're done. Get yeah. out. You, you can yeah. go. I talked to, uh, I was talking to Lars and Travis about it and they were like, you know, the, they were telling me the kid's really, really good. And I went, yeah, but you know, and I was, I was saying the same thing. The kid is definitely, you know stand-up oriented and you know matt matt's just a he's a big jiu-jitsu guy so i mean yeah. but that kid i mean like you said uh this it happens a lot i mean fighters after a while like fights pull out they sold tickets they're just i gotta get over this and uh, i'll take a shot and see what happens man yeah well with him he actually he was from panama like he moved to the united states years ago but like he flew his mother in from panama <laughs> to watch his pro debut so like 
he, you know, he would have fought anybody, you know, he, he would have fought yeah. and, and, you know, and he was from like, he's represented by a big management company. Um, and I believe it's the same company that manages guys like Brian Ortega and, and, and a bunch of other like UFC stars. And uh, yeah, so it was, yeah, very unique set of circumstances. Yeah. And, um, but I mean, but yeah, we've got Matt coming back on this one as well. So, you know, he's a good guy. I mean, I, again i i say everybody's a good guy if i talk to him and i get along with him i don't know most of these guys at this point i haven't i haven't hung out with them and you know i've been out of the game for a while but um you know matt's a personable guy i've, I've liked all of my interactions with him you know I, I found him to be one of the one of the easier guys to talk to um so yeah i was i was happy to have him back and, and i'm not going to announce his fight tonight so i'm going to keep his opponent secret for now okay um so I mean, here we are. Your your next card is October twenty first, correct? Is that yes, the sir. next day? Yep. So I mean, we're a ways out, and you already have fights matched, which is which is great. Twenty one fights. Yeah, you have twenty one. Wait a minute. Twenty one, sir. You already have a match, like all twenty one. <laughs> all right then. Still, still working on a few. <laughs> all right, so, but I'm still working on a few. So so when I said before that the first one was tough, and then people take a look at the show, and then yeah. they say, "Oh, I'd like to fight on that one." Um, I could match 30. I could match 30 by the end of the week if I wanted to, but I, I like, we've got that time window that we got to stick with, right? Cause we, we have fight pass going on from nine to 11 mm. and it's a Friday night. So I don't have the option of like doing what some of the other shows would do if they have a lot of fights, like, okay, we'll just doors will be 30 minutes earlier. We'll start the yeah. fights a little earlier. Like we really don't have that option because people work. So, so I can't really say doors at five, first fight at six. So, um, you know, we're at 21 right now. I think we'll probably get down to Jesus. about 16. Um, and yeah, that's the goal. I think that's where we're going to end up. Um, still working on a, a couple fights for for some guys that um, th that I know for sure are going to fight on the card. Um, we're just trying to lock in their opponents. You know, some of the more interesting ones that, um, you know, some of the more interesting fighters. Um, like, like for example, Rico DeShulo wants to fight on the show again. And I, I don't, we've had a couple opponents kind of fall through for Rico, like guys who had accepted and then, and then, you know, uh, didn't end up wanting it. Right. They, they said yes. And then they got back. Like, I don't know if like my coach isn't available that weekend. I don't know if that's the new thing where it's like, no, I changed my mind, but, um, that's the excuse I get a lot is like fighters will accept fights. And then, you know, even if they, if they're represented by a manager, they'll accept the fights. They'll be good with the money. And then two days later, they'll get back to me and they'll say, well, actually, you know, we're sorry. We'll do it on the next one. But well, October well, 21st doesn't work. So. Welcome back to new England MMA, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and again, 21 sounds like a lot, but I, I, but we started with 18 last time and we ended up at 13. So, you know, it's, like, I fully expect that we're going to lose. I mean, if we lose the same five we lost last time, and I had to add fights last time, too. I mean, I ended up adding Jay Bakanowski and Jesse Erickson, like, three weeks out, you know, two weeks out, so something like that. So we started at 18. At one point, we got down to probably 11, and I was panicking, and I had to add in more fights. So, so even though I'm at 21 now, I mean, I might lose eight of them. Yeah, you you, you always over overmatch if you can because, like you said, I mean fighters yeah. fighters pull out here and there. Um, some of these fighters might have three or four matchups by the time uh, you know uh, three weeks or yeah. so before the card. Yeah. Someone and, like Matt Denning will. Most of yeah. the other guys. I mean, Denning's the only guy that I've booked 
that has another fight between now and um, between now and then. Um, you know, there's there's some other guys that I'm talking to that have said they want to fight on the show, and I've kind of got a spot earmarked for them. But um, you know, they've got some things um, you know over the next couple weeks. So um, you know, there are some guys that. Um, you know, again, none of it, when I say that I've got 20 or 21 booked, none of those are, are guys that have fights between now and then. Well, that's pretty cool. I mean, Matt Denning, he's just a special, uh, special kind of animal. He fights like every other week and he's been, yeah. and he's been winning. I mean, uh, he's jumping in boxing matches. So, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the dude's a gamer and he's just, uh, growing at this stage of the game. You would think he's on the tail end of his career, but it seems like it's exploding for him as far as, you know, people getting into Matt because he's doing so many friggin' cool things, just jumping in late notice for anyone that's uh anyone that needs him. Yeah. Well, the thing is, he's a guy that can fight, right? Like, like if you actually put him in a fight that's where he's not completely overmatched, like, and I get it. Like, I realize why the the promoters are offering him those fights, right? Like, if you have a a big ticket seller that's 170 pounds, like, like yeah, there's a few names that you call. Right. And, and if Matt's the one that's willing to say yes, then, then he takes those fights. Right. But, but yeah, if, if Matt continues to fight, you know, a, a murderer's row of guys that won 70, yeah, he's, his record's going to suck. But if he continues to, like, if he's going back to his natural weight and, you know, and he's not taking those fights with guys that are, you know, that have like really, really good records, two weight classes above where he wants to be yeah like he's a guy that can fight you know like he's he's definitely not one of you know there there are some guys that um you know their records are pretty lopsided and they're just like they're not really skilled fighters like like matt's a guy that could show up to a, a jiu-jitsu tournament and and do well like he knows what he's doing like yeah. he's you can tell when he fights that he's trained mma before um you know which which you can't really say that about about some of the other guys that have similar records to him definitely you know um, well, uh, anyway. Rick, let me. Um, as far as the the first COD you had, Combat FC yeah. one, did it meet your expectations? Because as far as my end, I couldn't go to the card because we had to split up that night. Because you you guys were on the same night as another card, so I went to the other card. Travis and Lars uh, covered your card, but I watched the stream. I was watching the stream. The stream was outstanding for your first card. That's pretty good, huh? Yeah, I mean, just the production you had. Um, you had Randy Costa in there, um, another notable. Yeah, uh, yeah. You you guys just it looked like it didn't go. It looked like it went pretty smoothly. Did it go as smoothly in the back back rooms as it did, uh, you know, on TV as on Fight Pass? No. <laughs> so um, so we had kind of you know there were there were some there were some kind of minor fuck ups. Um, and so one thing about Joe and I is like, we're both really focused on the stuff that we need to do, but we're not like, like we don't have, like, I don't have a checklist for the other stuff. And we actually have a guy working on an operations checklist. Cause like there was a show years ago that Joe and I still talk about it. Like we just like forgot the ring cards. So <laughs> like, happens. like the ring girls, like, like no shit, the whole event, the ring girls had to literally walk in like, you know, and then hold up like two fingers, like, you know, and it was like, like we had no, we didn't have a number two. Like they just literally had to walk around and wait. 
Dude, so, while you're talking, I'm flashing some of the, um, some of the old pictures from WCF with the yeah. ring girl. You're showing the ring girls. Dude, they didn't need ring cards. Fingers <laughs> in the air are fucking enough, yeah. man. I was going to say, <laughs> no yeah, one, they, no one yeah, noticed. Yeah, Amy and Jessica were amazing. <laughs> it, were, it even looked like you guys had ring girl uh, competitions or something like that. Uh, did you have we something? We had one. We had one. And um, so, so, again, it's, it's, we're kind of following almost the same pattern here where – our first show, um, like we didn't know what we didn't know, and we ended up just kind of like we had to figure out some things last minute, and so we ended up getting um, like I can't even remember who the ring girls were from our our very first event, but it wasn't Amy and Jessica. And then Amy and Jessica came in in the second event, and they were our ring girls forever. And we had a ring girl contest, but it was like we were potentially going to add a third, and we did have a third one in there for for one event, and. And we ended up having some other girls that were part of the contest and also worked for us. Um, you know, because we used to do a lot of events at like, um, again, what would, what now would be like Buffalo Wild Wings or, or Hooters. Like there were there were play there were local venues that showed the fights, and we'd do events at those fights. We'd do ticket giveaways. We'd be you know we'd be getting email addresses, and we'd be you know like again a lot of the stuff has changed. Like now we'd be try we could do a lot of that online. We yeah. could do stuff on social media, but. Um, but we used to do a lot of events face to face. So we'd have the, the girls who worked for the event, like the, the ring girls would actually go to a Buffalo wild wings, or again, the, the equivalent 15 years ago. And, you know, they'd be actually like, we'd pay them an hourly rate to go yeah. work the event and they'd show up in their ring girl outfits and they'd take pictures of people and get email addresses and give away tickets. And, um, you know, so we did do a contest at a Harley dealership. Like they had some sort of event, um, Again, I, I don't remember what the, the event was, but it was like, you know, like every one of the, every car dealership will do some sort of like customer appreciation weekend. And they had, you know, beer and hot dogs and hamburgers and they had the DJ and it was one That's of those fun. things. And I'm going. Right, exactly. So they had that set up already and they were a sponsor of the event. And then it was, hey, let's do a ring girl contest there. Awesome. So it was something, you know, so while we were doing the ring girl contest, it was a customer appreciation event at a Harley dealership. So there were a lot of dudes in Harley's already there. And it was just, it kind of fit well with what was, was going on. And that's um, smart marketing right there, my friend. I mean, you know, pay the ring girls a little money, but they're going to bring you in some views and some, uh, you know, if we, I'll I'll be, I'll I'll be a judge for the next one. Like if you need, (laughs) uh, you know, I I could be that, that judge. (laughs) Honestly, it was a little weird being a judge. It really was like a judge for it. And like, and you've got like these eight smoke shows that are standing in front of you, like <laughs> vote for me, you know, yeah, it's yeah. just like, it, it was, it got to be really weird. Cause it's like, it's like, shit, I don't want to like, yeah, I hurt like, their feelings. I don't, like, yeah. I don't want to say no to anyone. Yeah, exactly. I'd be the same way. I'd be <laughs> like, all if, if they eyes. all looked at me at the same time, I'd be like, I'm out. I can't do this. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, it's like, okay, we're doing a secret ballot. It's like, all right, I'm just gonna, and then I'm going to give them, the, I'm going to give somebody else the paper and I'm going to walk away. Like, I don't even, like, you know, I, I don't want to be here when, when the results get. Right. Oh but, my uh, God. But no, we did some fun stuff like that and we'll be doing that stuff again. Excellent. Um, you know, the, the tough part is like, it's really just Joe and I who do a lot of, like, there's a lot of people that help us out the night of the fight. Or even, you know, like basically weigh-in day, the night of the fight. And then there's, you know, he gets a lot of help from his sister in terms of like, like ticket seating charts, like doing stuff like that right after the event. But 
but doing everything else between the events, it's really just Joe and I. Yep. So, are you are you guys looking to hand off a little bit of that stuff as you get going, or do you guys like to be in control and have your hands on kind of everything? Because you kind of think you, I mean, because you do it right. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we'll hand off some of it. Like, so we had a guy years ago that, um, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not big on titles when it's like local MMA. Like when it's a local MMA promotion, and there's a few of you. If anybody's calling themselves a vice president of anything, you're an asshole. <laughs> like you're you're the guy that does that thing. Like like I'm not like the vice president of fighter operations. Yeah. Like no, I, I do the matchmaking and I do the contracts and I do all this other shit. Um, so, so I don't know, I've never been big on that, but we had a guy who was like, I don't know, the vice president of operations or something like that. And, um, and he did a lot of different things. Um, one of which was he managed the street team. And, and that's something that, um, I, I try to, I try to steer Joe away from it. Cause I'm definitely, I, I'm, it's not my money, so it's easy to spend it, but I'm definitely, I'm the guy that says, let's hire someone to do this thing at a um i don't know market competitive rate like if we're talking about like like video editing or marketing i'm like let's let's just let's throw a little money at this thing and joe's like we can't throw money at everything you tell me to throw money at like like you'll bankrupt me if i get like i, I could spend and he's right i could spend ten thousand dollars on bullshit yeah like oh we need this we need this we need this we need this so he's the one that kind of says no we have to like like there are college kids that'll do this for free mm -hmm. And it's like, right, but when it's just Joe and I, I don't have the time to go find these college kids. I don't have the time to train them up on what they need, I need them to do. I don't have time to stay on top of them. I don't have time to manage the schedule. So we had a guy years ago that would go out and find the interns. And, um, you know, we used to joke about it. Like, do you, I don't know if you remember the, the Seinfeld episode. We, we, you know, we used to call, we, we call it Kramerica, right? Because Kramer had that pre-America thing a million years ago on Seinfeld. So like, so we had our interns and, and it was funny. It was actually one of our interns years ago, like a guy who helped us out with a lot of things. He worked for free and somehow like, again, Joe with the weird shit that he gets done. It was actually like this kid was getting, like it was an internship that was part of college for him. Like yeah. he had to choose, but like, like this was like a legit thing mm -hmm. that was part of his, his college courses getting credits was, yeah he, yeah he, he gets credit yeah, credit cre credits for it. that's pretty cool though um yeah, yeah like i wouldn't have even I, I wouldn't even think to do that right so <laughs> so one semester the kid was like you know it's like okay you have to be an intern on this guy's political campaign and you have to do this and and it'll make sense when i tell you the kid's name um so and then it was okay and then and then in this semester you can intern for whoever you want and somehow he ended up with us and uh, he was actually Michael Bloomberg's nephew. Oh shit! Oh shit! What's he yeah. doing now? Not a clue. I'm, I'm sure. He's, <laughs> I'm sure he's like a billionaire. Like I'm sure he's doing something really important because he was like, like way too smart to hang out with us. And he like, and, and again, his his uncle is a, is a billionaire. He was right? looking. He so was looking for. He was just looking for that credit. That's all he was looking for. Right. But, <laughs> but the thing is, he worked hard. I was gonna yeah, say, was he good? Was, asking us questions about the fights like he wanted to be involved he was That's like good. like he was the best intern we ever had like he actually showed up and worked and and we were really just like we were looking for you know at the time you know social media wasn't as big so we'd print out a million flyers and we'd send like four dudes to a new england patriots game to put out like twenty five thousand flyers like mm -hmm. some absurd amount like when you print them in huge quantities 
you could get the the little postcards yeah. cheap. So we'd send these guys down there to put out thousands, right? And they'd just be like, oh, like so we're looking for for guys to just like put stuff on cars, hustle, and, and just, just hustle around, be a street team, yeah, right? And and like and we ended up with like Michael Bloomberg's nephew who like wanted to actually like help with real shit. Awesome. And uh, but he was awesome though. He was great. And um, so anyway, so so we had a like so when you ask your original question about like are we ever going to give like have somebody else do that? Yep. There will be certain things. Yeah. Like there will be like at, at a certain point, we will probably have someone who can organize the street team, like who can organize people to help with social media. Who can like, we'll have some more people to do that. Um, but I'm going to, I'm always going to do all the fights. I'm always going to do all the contracts. Like I've got a pretty good, you know, I don't know if I want to call it a system, but I, I've got a, like it's easier for me to just write the contracts than it would be for me to communicate to everyone, to someone else. This is who's fighting who, this is what they need for hotel rooms. This is their purse. This is the, like, cause I don't really write any of that down anywhere. I just know it. So I just do it. Like yep. it would be more work for me to type that into a text message than it would be to type it into my contract template. So, you know, I'm going to always do a lot of that. Um, but I don't want to avoid the question you asked a minute ago about the thing that messed up. Cause I feel like I have to say this. Cause if anybody who, anybody who fought on the show, I want them to know it's going to be different next time. Okay. Um, so the people in the arena, um, it's a different crew than we had before. And when we brought the, they were telling us, like we used to have the front of the house completely dark and the locker rooms lit up. Um, and he was telling us, no, if you, if you want to flip that on, it's going to light up, you know, the arena. Which, so, which, had, which screws up your fight pass. Uh, which you screws know, up all the TV, yep, yep. which screws up all the lighting. Yep. We, we spent an, an ass load of money on lighting, right? Yep. So we um, <laughs> so we had we had no lighting in the locker rooms, like no lighting in the back of the building. So for a so, while, so there, let me like, let no me let me let me ask you, Rick, because I bet I was there for the the lion fight show. There are they are there dressing rooms or are they kind of curtain kind of uh, stalls? In the back. It's a, in the back, there's nothing. Yeah. Like it's a big wide open warehouse, right? That it's basically what it is once you get back there. Yeah. So we actually take the pipe and drape and we make locker rooms wherever we want them. We oh. put our mats down and we put the pipe and drape around where the mats go. We, we, you know, we create our own locker rooms. It yep. ends up being fine. But, but when there was no lighting, like mm -hmm. there were literally people wrapping hands, like someone would take out their cell phone <laughs> flashlight and hold the flashlight on the guy's hands. And then someone came to me like two to three fights in and they're like, Hey man, they can't like, can you get to something about the lighting? And I'm like, what the fuck you mean the lighting? <laughs> and like, Oh, you got to come look at this. So then I walked back there and I'm like, yeah, it's like pitch black, uh, pitch black alley back there. <laughs> right. So yeah. So I had to, you know, we ended up getting some lighting back there, but it was like, you know, for, for some period of time, there was no lighting in the locker rooms. And like they opened up a garage door so they could see, and then the commission made them shut it because they were worried people were gonna sneak in. And um, so it was like it was hectic for a minute there, and nobody told me until like until they had given up hope and started wrapping hands with flashlights. <laughs> That's when I found out, and and we went and took care of it. Um, you know, and there were some other minor things like we, we forgot stools for the judges. Which yeah, the commission we, was fine yeah, with. We don't need them. Uh, for them. They could stand yeah, every so often. Yeah, like we didn't have a blood guy. Like, just didn't even, Joe and I just, you know, like, the, the guy that we had before, he took care of a lot of, like, this, that, like, that little stuff, right? So, 
Um, now, what do you mean so, a, a blood guy? Not a not a like a doctor blood guy? Like a, like no, like if somebody bleeds in the cage, yeah. the commission doesn't send somebody in with a cloth to wipe it up. The promotion has to actually oh, so, all right, send so, somebody all right, into the cage to yeah. spray it, and like so we didn't have someone who had at that point agreed to sit cage side and then walk in there and wipe up blood. Uh, uh, you found somebody quick, didn't you? Yeah, but I kind of by accident. <laughs> like, like we had Dexter. someone who was actually looking for someone to do it and, and didn't find anyone. And, and it was like 5.30 p.m. or something like that. And, and you know, and some guy walked in. And, and again, like Joe Cav being Joe Cav, he like met some dude at a cookout who said he was into MMA. And it's like, oh, I've, I run MMA shows. And you should come, you should come check out the fights. Well, well yeah, you show up. Well, you know. Pay a couple hundred bucks. You can work for us that night. We'll figure. We'll find something for you to do. There's a role the model. There's the role model for you right there with Joe Cat. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the kid walks in. He's like, "Hey, you know, I, I think his name was Andrew. He's like, I'm here to do whatever you want." And he's in like nice clothes. He's got like a button-up shirt on. Like he's in nice clothes. And I kind of jokingly said, "I was like, you want to clean up the blood?" Mm-hmm. And uh, and he said, "If that's something that you guys need, like like I actually would enjoy doing that. I think that would be a really cool job. Yeah, I'd love to do that." Will he, will he be back this next show? He, yeah, I don't think he's going to be the blood guy. I think <laughs> he's I think moved. He moved. Really he paid his dues in the first show. Hey. Well, <laughs> and he's like a thirty-year-old man. Like he's not like a. He wasn't like a. Again, I might be exaggerating with thirty. Like he's clearly not in college, and he's clearly not my age. Mm-hmm. So I just say he's thirty, right? But um. So yeah, he's he's going to come back, and he wants to to come back and do something for you know he wants to work on the show and. Um, yeah, we'll have to figure out who's going to wipe the blood up. But, like, there were things like that that, like, like Joe and I need a checklist. Like, because yeah. especially after not doing a show for that long, um, like, there were, again, there were little things that, that we forgot about. Like, like it was probably 6 p.m. when we realized that we didn't have stools for the fighters, like, to sit on in between yeah. rounds. Like, we didn't have them <laughs> in a blue stool. And, uh, and it's funny. We had them in the venue from like 12 years ago like we had a place where they let us store some shit That's and they never funny. threw it away <laughs> wow. so so yeah so he went and found the stools and luckily they were still there but i mean at 6 p.m we might have been scrambling and like asking everybody on the show like hey is your school within 30 minutes of here do you have a couple stools please, yeah. please get them you know so we would have you know there there's some things like that that we just like we were too busy working on everything else that like well, that's you know. part, I mean, that's part of it, you know, creating and, and taking out the, the hiccups and the kinks out of the show, dude. Um, like I said, watching it from our angle, and I'm sure the crowd watching it that was there live, um, there was no really issues with that. I mean, as far as you watching that show live and, and seeing what was your um, perspective from, you know, watching watching this new promotion compared to the last promotion? Yeah, I mean, so the the fight pass stuff, I was really, like, I tend to look at a lot of those. I've seen so many fights that I don't really watch the actual fights with a critical eye as much as I used to. Like, like when I was sitting there live, I actually thought um, Ahmad Yar won that co-main event when I was watching it live. So I wasn't paying attention. I tried to make a highlight video. Like, I actually just made a highlight video of it a few days ago. Yeah, it was pretty clear that Tim Karen won that fight. But when I was sitting there watching it live, I wasn't watching it close enough to to really you know to to score it right so um so i was more paying attention to the production i was paying attention to the lights i was paying attention to the graphics 
um, you know, we actually had a, a spot cage side where, you know, we could put on the headphones and we could actually, we had a monitor and we could see what the TV broadcast looked like with the graphics. We could hear the commentary. And um, I mean, that couldn't have really have gone any better. Um, you know, Sean Wheelock's amazing. Randy Costa did a great job. The production team is like, they're excellent. Um, you know, and I, I think you could compare um, like the actual production value of it. If you compare what ours looked like to any show on Fight Pass, I think it, it stacks up favorably. You know, I, I think they did an awesome job. Um, as far as the fights themselves, yeah, I thought they did, they did a really good, I mean, all the fighters fought their asses off. Um, you know, I, I definitely have no like complaints about anyone's efforts or, or fight performance. Um, you know, when you have a, a main event that ends on a on a cut stoppage, that you know that was kind of anticlimactic. So like we don't ha we didn't have a you know a viral video that we could that we could put out there. Um, you know that was one thing that like again, if I'm looking at it from a promotional standpoint and strictly the angle of how do I get people to come back for October, you know. I didn't have a video that, I mean, I thought, um, Armudi and, and Philippe was, was a great fight, but that wasn't like, you know, there wasn't a, you know, a, a, a you know, a, a slick submission that, yeah. that was going to, that was going to look great in a highlight video. It was, I mean, the two guys just, you know, it was kind of a grindy fight. They both landed a bunch of strikes. It was definitely not a boring fight. I really enjoyed the fight, but it's not something that you could package up in a 15 second highlight and have everybody go, holy shit. Yeah. That was amazing. Um, you know, so that was the only thing that, um, you know, like the last four fights of the night, like we had a, I mean, Bakanowski looked amazing. Like his, like the, the TV broadcast didn't do it justice. Um, like in the arena, like when you could actually hear how hard the shots were that he was landing, like, like it almost started to feel uncomfortable. And it was, it was one of those fights where you were watching it and you were like, I just really want him to flurry a little bit because if he like, I feel the referee's watching it close close enough that if he throws like five or six punches and anything lands, like they're gonna wave this thing off. Like mm -hmm. he was, like the shots that he was landing. Like Jesse was, like I was blown away by the heart he showed in that fight. Like um, that that was a that was an amazing fight, man. That was a, a, a like just a grind as far as Je I mean, you got. I knew that was going to be a grind. I I believe I interviewed yeah. Jesse um before that fight about it and he knew it was going to be a grind. And that, you know, that dude he's fighting, I mean, he's only what? Got a couple of couple of fight, couple of what? Pro fights, is, but he's been around for a while. Well, so so Bakanowski was 4 and 3 coming into the fight. But if you look at the guys he fought, like so he took about 6 years off. And and he was 3 and 3 when he took the time off. Um but he's a guy that, I mean, if you look at the guys that he fought, um, you know, like, like, I don't, do you remember Lewis Karapi from years yeah, ago? Yeah, 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 Craft, yeah. Crafty, like, crafty jiu-jitsu guy too, right there. Crafty. Uh, uh, well, well, yeah, yeah. Well, well, he was, Karapi was more of a stand-up guy though. Like he was a, you know, he was almost like, like Rob Font, you know, except, you know, 155, like similar style. He used to, he used to kickbox with people, you know, and, and, and Jay stopped him with punches years ago. Right. So it was he was a guy that, you know, like some, like he fought Nate Andrews years ago and, um, he's always been a really tough guy, but, um, 
like, he, you know, he, he doesn't sell an astronomical amount of tickets. So he's the guy that gets brought in to fight Nate Andrews or, you know, to fight a Lewis Carafi. Like, you know, these are fights that he's often set up to lose. And, um, but I mean, Jay wrestled D1 in college and he's, he's done some boxing. So, I mean, he's, you know, his jujitsu is supposed to be pretty good too, but good luck getting him there. You know, you got to be a pretty good wrestler to get him there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's, he's definitely a guy, he's five and three now, but uh, he's a guy that, you know, we're, we're going to find out pretty soon how well he stacks up with, you know, the, the, the top end of the, the 155ers in New England. So, and so he's, he, he's back on this card. He is. Okay. He is so, so. So yeah, you want to announce a fight? I mean, well, yeah. I mean, if you want to announce a fight, man, I'll cut this I'll little clip. A few. I'll announce. Go ahead. Let's. Know, a, we'll, since we're talking about. All right. Let's. An, let's announce what's going on on the twenty first October. Let's do it. I mean, uh, yeah, I have a feeling that you know who he's fighting because he's fighting. He's fighting one of your guys. So. Um, wait a minute. Is know, he, he fi- is he fighting? Um. Wait a minute. Is he fighting Jacob? Jake. Uh, Jacob Bond. Bone. Yes, sir. No, yes. All right. Nice. Oh Jesus. There's a fucking it's a good one. wow. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, that's definitely a lot that's of be fun. That'll be a lot of fun, right? And I think we'll get to see in this one. Um, you know, we'll we'll find out pretty quick where Bakanowski stacks up, right? I mean, we've seen Jacob in there with the best guys in the area, right? We've seen him in there in in wars with some really really good fighters. So you know, we'll we'll find out pretty quickly. Um, you know, is that the type of fight that that Bakanowski's ready for next? You know, and but either way, this is going to be. I just don't see how that fight doesn't turn into a war. Because um, even if you look at the way that Bakanowski fights, um, when he beats guys, like he had a fight earlier this year against Robert Oval. Yeah, and uh, um, yeah, Robert was. I think Robert was making his pro debut. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. But. But that's one of those, like, Robert's a motherfucker. Yes, like, he is. He had, like, 40 amateur fights. Like, he's got amateur boxing, amateur kickboxing, amateur MMA. Like, he's a guy that's, like, you know, like, he went into that fight knowing who Jay Bakanowski was and thought he was going to win that fight. You know, like, like Oval's a really, really tough guy. So, um, you know, and, and if you look at the fight, it was, like, like, a lot of Jay's fights, they're close until they're not. You know, and, and it reminds like his style kind of reminds me of like like Bernard Hopkins years ago, right? Like mm-hmm. like the fights are close, he starts kind of chipping away at you, chipping away at you, and it just it just keeps coming and coming yeah, and coming he, and then he, it just he doesn't go away. You're like right. Cause it looks like when, you know, in the two fights I've I've seen with Jess and, and Rob it seemed like, you know, he was on his last wind and then he just gets a second wind and it like and he just like he grinds you till you can't. T- it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And he ended right. up. He, he ended up. Him. He ended up knocking out Rob. Not like ground and pounded him. He ended up coming right. what third round or something. He still had yeah, power in his like hand. That, yeah. Still had power, and he knocked him out pretty soon, uh, pretty quick in that third round or so. Yeah, yeah. I think it was early in. The, yeah, it was early in that third round, I believe. And and like in same thing in the in the Jesse fight. Like if it, like there was a shot that that he landed at the end of round one, which. The highlight video doesn't really do it justice. Like even on Fight Pass, it didn't look, um, it didn't look like it was that big of a shot. But seeing it live, like that last punch that he landed in round one, like you could see that that took a lot out of Jesse, and he walked back to the corner like, like fuck, mm-hmm. like okay, like this is like 
this is going to be plan B. Be plan B. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a tough fight. Like, yeah, I got to, I got to try to get this guy off his feet. And um, and yeah, and and, it's, and Jay just keeps coming, right? So it's so he's not the type of guy that you know when he's lost fights, he's not the type of guy that like you head kick and get out of there in in twenty seconds, like. So in in same thing like watching Jacob fight like it's kind of a similar style like they get in your face they both throw a lot of punches they're not afraid to take damage they're not afraid to to take one to give one and like it's it, it seems like a lot of their fights both kind of turn into wars of attrition and you know we'll that that, that that's we'll great goes, right? that's great highlights right there my friend yeah, so uh definitely. this this could be your uh your highlight fight right here i'm sure you that have should be fight of the night. <laughs> i mean that should be one of the best fights on the show like it's it, like stylistically like i don't think either guy's like gonna be looking for footlocks right like it's like i think both guys are gonna go in there trying to knock the other guy out exactly and they both can wrestle they both got jujitsu so it's not like like they're afraid of the ground game or anything but like I think they're both going to go in there and 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 try to out tough the other guy. So, um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. That's going to be a really good one. Um, so I got a couple other ones we can announce. Yeah, too. throw I'm a couple. Announce, throw I'm going to announce four tonight. Tickets are going on sale this week, so awesome, I'm going to announce four. All right, throw them out um, there. So what do you want to talk about next? I got a couple of UFC vets fighting each other. I got an interesting pro debut, and I got an amateur title. Uh, all right, let's go with the amateur. Let's give them some uh, support off the bat here. Amateur title, who we got? Uh, so these guys are, um, in my opinion, some of the best amateur fighters in New England, and they um, you don't often see them fighting on, on the other shows in New England. These guys end up doing a lot in Western Mass. They end up having to go to New York to get fights. Um, they're both tough as fuck and they're and not a lot of people want to fight them. So one of the guys in the amateur title fight is uh, oddly enough, he's not in your rankings. He lives in Massachusetts. He's three and O was a division was Div- division one in college, national champion in high school lives in Massachusetts. Nobody knows who the fuck he is. Cause he can't get a fight in Massachusetts. Uh, John Virouette is the guy's name. Is it, does he have fights in where three does he Three... No, well, he's they're in across the across the state line in New York is where most of it. Oh, okay, are. okay. In, um, and he would if uh, he if he fought like he will be in the rankings if he comes away. Like he's we he has to fight not, in New he's England. Not a Pat Casey school. Like yeah. he, he trains at, uh, oh, at cool. Jason Franklin's. Oh, team. excellent. Uh, yeah, Grizz, so Grizzly Grizzlies wrestling is on it, right? Yeah. Yes. I, or yeah, I I think I believe he actually. Like I could be mistaken. Like he, I believe he actually owns the gym that they run their fight team out of. And he's a young guy. Like he's he's something like twenty five years old. So I mean, if you want to talk about one of the better amateur prospects that we have in Massachusetts, hundred and seventy pound guy, mid twenties, was a national champion in high school, division one in college, undefeated amateur. He's three and zero. Like, I can see why he does. I can see why he's not getting a lot of fights in Massachusetts. You know, like he ends up taking a lot out in New York. And in the last two guys that he fought came in you know i think they're both the last two guys that he fought i think are both two and one now with him being the one so you know he's beating guys that are that, you know that are coming in two and oh and, and things like that so super tough guy really excited about the fight um and he's going to be fighting kenyan moore out of glover to school 
now what I I do that, that name sounds familiar. What's his record and where was the last uh, time he fought? He's three and one, and he's fought I think twice this year. Excuse me. So he is. Of course, you're gonna make him close. He, he didn't. Now. He didn't. Um, he didn't come out. Did, did he fight like a late notice fight? His last fight, or um, or am I? When you so when you see his is, last fight. So his last fight was out at Ammo uh, in March. Uh, he fought uh, Chris Almestica. Oh, Chris is from. Um, Chris is from um, Team Link. In Ludlow, or he's he. I think he's out, I think he's out of that same Jason Franklin. Team. Yeah, like yeah, they they they. When I know when Link um during during COVID, that's when they kind of all went to the Grizzly side there because uh, that gym was still kind of working a little yeah. bit. So yeah, so he's so he's three and one as an amateur. He's got three knockouts, and his one loss was a split decision to a guy who's undefeated. So and he's out of Glover to share his gym. Which again, that's another gym that I don't think gets enough attention. Um, you know, they're they're another gym that um, you know I think we see a lot in in local MMA now, where you've got you're either a ticket seller or you're someone that's brought in to get hammered by a ticket seller. And I don't think those guys, I don't think Glover's guys really fit either one. Um, you know, if they're coming up here, like they're not going to sell a hundred tickets. You know, like the like. Like you know, Kenyon's not going to come up here and sell 100 tickets to my show, and and um and and he's a guy that if you put him in with you know a ticket seller with a 500 record, he's going to hammer them. So it's it's tough to get some of these guys yeah. fights, right? And I think we see a like wait till you see some of the guys from from Glover's gym. Like we've got some of them on our show, and and um there's actually a guy fighting September 9th from Glover's gym, like. Wait till you see that fucking kid Carvalho fight. Um, is um, I would imagine. Was that, I would imagine it's CFFC. Like, I would imagine Glover is going to be um all over your um all over your your event that day. Yeah, yeah, he should be. I mean, he's got he's got multiple guys fighting. Um, I mean, his jujitsu coach is fighting too. I mean, I'm not gonna. I wasn't gonna wow. that fight. So right, I, I right. assume he's gonna be there. Come on, say, that, we gotta uh, we gotta save some when I have Joe and you on together. Uh, when we uh, yeah. can, can cover more. Well, they didn't they didn't really keep it much of a secret. Like they actually put out uh, like his management team put out like flyers saying like signed like when they when one of their guys signs a fight they put out like a poster of their yeah. guy and um, so it's not really a secret. But um, Chow Magalesh is gonna be fighting on the card also. Um, fought in the UFC for many years. You know, most people know him as Hellboy. That was his nickname in the UFC. So uh, he's going to be fighting on the show. Um, and I assume, you know, Glover will be there to corner his jiu-jitsu coach, right? Like, and and Magalesh is the jiu-jitsu coach for Pereira, who's going to be fighting out of Sanya. So, um, you know, can't guarantee they'll all be there, but uh, well, you know, most they'll, of these guys will be there to support they'll, they'll, their... There'll definitely be eyes watching if they can't be in attendance, that's for sure. Is Glover's right. gym in Mass? Yeah. Yeah, where's um where's uh Glover's gym located? Uh, he's in Connecticut. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, Glover's in Connecticut. Excellent. Um, so yeah, a lot of his guys too. They end up fighting in either Western Mass or they're fighting in New York or they're fighting in New Jersey, and you know a lot of his guys end up fighting for um for CFFC. So um you know and again they take tough fights. So when I say like wait till you see this kid Carvalho, like he's six and four and he just fought for the CFFC title in his last fight. And they've got a champion. I forget the kid's name, but he's like six and oh, and he's killing everybody. And, um, 
like he had, he dropped a kid and had him hurt bad in the first round. Like, so it's a, uh, you know, he's a guy that's like six and four, but you know, you'd be hard pressed to find somebody in new England that dominates the guy, you know, like he, he's he, like, he could beat anybody on a given day. Like he's awesome. Um, I wish I, I wish I signed him, right. I don't want to pump up. Somebody <laughs> else but he's going to be fucking great. Um, so, uh, so anyway, we got that amateur title fight, uh, Virouette versus Kenyon Moore. That's going to be and, a fun And someone, someone just asked on YouTube uh, if you guys are going to add a title fight onto this next card. And there's uh, there's your answer. We already have an amateur welterweight uh, title fight going on. With say, who asked the question? Uh, who is that? Jared, Jared S. I don't know who that is on okay. YouTube. Yeah. I was going to say, I wasn't sure if it was a guy who... Like there are some guys. There's a, there's actually a couple pros we're talking to about potentially a title. Oh, so it could be I them. Wasn't sure if they were, I wasn't sure if they were breaking balls. Could, um, could be them catfishing a little bit. Yeah, yeah maybe. But no, <laughs> so we, we we might have something. You know, it, the the thing with the with title fights is, um, you know, you, you need two guys that make sense for it. Um, well, here's 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 a thing that I just want to interrupt you on that title fight, because I've seen title fights. Like re- recently coming up and in the past, where to me they're not legitimate title fights as far as the matchup, the records, fighters coming off losses, going against guys that are like four fights in a row wins. I could see that happen if it's a late notice fight. You need that title fight to go on the last week or so. You you get someone in there that is willing to take the fight and who's legit. But you know, I'm I'm seeing some title fights that are happening that you know I love the opponent. But I just don't think they they deserve that shot at this point. And I think it's just it's ticket sales, and I think it's um, kind of putting all their eggs in one person's basket and trying to the, blast them off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I can really add to that, but yeah, I I agree with what you're saying. I, I see some fights like that. That um, I mean, again, you, you got to keep in mind that the titles are like they're, they're kind of a promotional tool, right? Like it's, and that's the same for everybody. It's the same in the UFC, but if you want the belt to mean something, I think you have to, like, it's not just making sure that the guy who's wearing it is worthy. It's, it's making sure he beat a guy that if he were to win was also worthy, right? Like, like, you know, upsets happen all the time. We just saw, we just saw Leon Edwards knock out Kamara Usman, but, but Leon Edwards is very deserving of, of being a world champion. Um, you know, occasionally you see something goofy happen, happen like Michael Bisping win a world title when he's the, like the 10th ranked guy yeah. in the world, but, Matt Sarah. but even still, he's still a, a, a real guy. I mean, um, so no, we, we, you know, everybody's free to do whatever they want with their, with their titles. And if they're, if they have a particular reason to put a guy over and that's what they want to do with their titles, like, you know, more power to them, right? It's everybody's trying to run different shows and we're trying to do a different type of show than, than other people. And, and yeah, I would say if we're doing a title, like there's been a couple offers that, you know, I've been close on a couple. Um, you know, we had a couple guys that were to the point that we were like negotiating money with for title fights. And, you know, one of the guys was coming off an injury and like October 21st, wasn't really going to work for him. So we, you know, we, we, uh, we ended up not booking that and, um, you know, when another guy asked for like five grand or something like that. So it, uh, you know, we didn't do that. Um, but you know, again, it's, it, uh, well, we, we might, we, you know, if, if a title fight comes together, we're, we're happy to do them, but 
we want to make sure like we're not going to put out titles like just to have them we want to make sure that as soon as we we're in a spot where we've got a couple guys that um, again coming off wins that's an important thing in my mind I think it's tough to 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 take a title fight coming off a loss um, you know if we've got a couple guys that are coming off wins that you know look like they're the type of fighter that should be fighting for a title yeah we're, we're absolutely not opposed to it um, you know, we, we, we designed the belts and, and, and bought more than one just in case. Right. So we've got, nice. uh, you know, and it's a pretty looking belt too. Awesome. As soon as I, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, is that going to get the, excellent when you get the green light, what to announce things that I'm sure you're going to have yeah, a post. Well, no, as soon as we actually have the belts in hand, right. Oh, okay. It takes a long time. Like, like I've seen the proofs, like I've actually seen the plates that go on them. Um, I can send you a, a picture of that. Like we've got the plates, but we don't actually have it like on a belt yet in the, in the quantities that we bought. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, we're, we're definitely open to titles. I, I like the titles. Um, again, it depends though, too, because some guys don't like going five rounds at the local level. So, you know, that, that, you know, there's pros and cons, right? Like, like some guys would rather just do three rounds. They don't want to, yeah, they don't want to cut the weight. We're, like, we're in no rush for titles. I mean, right now you have that amateur one locked up and if you add another one on there, man, it's, uh, just, uh, you know, cherry or, cream on top of uh you know that sunday <laughs> yeah so so let's let's announce a couple more we, all right i've got an interest i've got an interesting pro debut and i've got a couple of ufc vets which do you prefer i would um let's save the ufc vets for last let's right. throw the the pro debut and now uh, we'll see who's uh who's who the ufc guys are coming Good call. sure uh so hassan graham is making his pro debut oh congratulations my man Fuck him. That guy is a monster of a fighter, he's, dude. He's a lot of fun, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he is a good guy. He's uh, fun in the cage. He's a knockout artist. And even, a, I mean, that guy's got a gas tank for a large man like that. Yeah. Surprising. Yeah, yeah that one, it was kind of interesting how it came together. Because before, before we even had our show lined up, like or I'm sorry, before we we were even into the June show, like we I had just started doing the matching. We had a couple conversations, and he was talking about, um, he he was talking about making a pro debut, and we actually came pretty close on a fight, where um, one side accepted, and Hassan's team was like, you know, like they were going back and forth about it, and they said, you know what, I actually want to fight amateur one more time before I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna make my pro debut. Is and, it? and the fight that like that we were this close to getting for June was was Hassan Graham and Jorge Vega. So Jorge Vega, oh oh George so George so Tebow, George yeah, Tebow's yeah. guy. The, he, will he be making? All right, Not that that show. but that yeah. was the guy you wanted. He would have been making his pro debut, uh, MMA it, pro he debut. He would have been making an MMA debut. Yes, right. He, so so yeah, so that was one that both sides were um, were talking about doing. We came very close to getting that fight, but then Hassan said, "No, nah, I think I'm going to fight amateur at least one more time." Um, you know, and then he he gave me the kind of the polite brush off, right? He said, "You know, I'll, um, you know, I'll be I'll be in touch in the future. I want to go fight amateur at least one more time. You know, when I want to make my pro debut, I'll be in touch." And I said, "Okay, cool, man. Have, you know, good luck." And um, and then out of nowhere, like hadn't talked to him, and I think when I first had that conversation, we were back in like March right? March, April timeframe and hadn't heard from him in forever. Like I just assumed that like it, it, it kind of felt like the polite brush off, like, 
like, thanks, but no thanks. Um, and then out of nowhere, I got a text from him, like, I don't know, three weeks ago. And he said, you know, hey, when's your next event? And I said, it's October 21st. And he's like, all right, I'm, we doing the pro debut thing? And I, yeah. Like, <laughs> sure. yeah. Like, like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you're if you want to do it, yeah, let's do it. And um, so yeah, it was uh, it was cool how it like I've had a lot of guys reaching out this time that, you know, he, he's a good example, someone that I tried to get on the show for June that that passed for one reason or another that reached out again to say, yeah, I'm definitely in, let's do it. Um, you know, another example of a of a guy that that did that. I you know again, I'm not going to announce his opponent yet, but but fuck it, I'm announcing things left and right. Um. So Jake Pilla is going to fight on this show. Oh, um, my man. Those... Oh, my God, dude. I mean, yeah. these guys, I mean, he hasn't fought in a, like what? Probably, I think it's like two, three years. Yeah, yeah, I think it was his last fight when he like carried the guy across the ring and like body slammed him. Or... <laughs> Probably. Like, yeah, so, so yeah, so he's, he's a guy that like, like more people should be excited about that guy. Um. You know, if you if you pull up his tapology, um, the only thing he's done in the last couple of years that shows up on tapology is a grappling match mm -hmm. with Joe Penafiel. Yeah. And and you know, I didn't see it. I can't find video of it anywhere, but it lasted about two minutes. And and Jake is Jake's awesome. You know, like in the thing that people don't realize, because he started fighting so young, they don't realize that that he's still a young dude. Yeah. Right. Like I remember him from combat zone. What feels like it feels like I saw the guy like 10, 12 years ago fighting and, and you look it up and it's like, Oh shit, he must've been like 18 and three weeks. Cause the guy's still like 28. Dude. He's a huge, he's got a huge fan base. He does so much for the, the, the MMA community, big uh, training partner, John Howard, um, travels, uh, fights, you know, Sean Graham from FAF, uh, they're, yeah. they're really close there. Always at John's fights, always in John's yeah. corner, man. So that kid's, he's, and like you said, he hasn't fought MMA in a good while, yeah, but that, that, that guy's grappling is, is amazing. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, he's gotta be considered one of the best grapplers in the area. I mean, I don't know how often he does grappling tournaments, but yeah, he's like, you know, I, I know he was a state champ wrestler. I don't know how many times. I don't know if he was, you know, a New England champ. I don't follow the wrestling that closely. But I, but I know he was at least a state champ wrestler. You know, I believe he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. And he's been training forever. So, you know, he's super technical. Um, you know, really strong guy. Um, like you said, he picked a guy up and, you know, ran him across the cage. Like, he's, like, good luck dealing with that guy on the ground. Yeah. You know, he's he and, and he's a guy that's, like, you know, he doesn't make my job easy because he's got one fight. Like, he's got one pro fight, right? So I try to match him up. And, like, you know, I don't want to be a scumbag about it. And, like, I don't want to just, like, throw his name over to a team and then, like, hope they don't Google him. <laughs> you know, like, so I tell people, like, hey, I've got a guy that's 1-0, and but, but fair warning, he's a really, really good grappler. Like, and I'm not talking about, like, like he's a high level purple belt. Like I'm, I'm talking like he's a, like he's an absolutely ridiculous grappler. And, you know, and then the guys that come back wanting to fight Jake are like, you know, they're guys that don't make sense for a guy with one pro fight. 
So, um, so, you know, so he's the guy that's going to be, you know, he'll be a challenge for me to match, you know, for every time I have him, it's going to be tough until we get, you know, about until he's about four or five fights in. Um, but yeah, so Jake's going to be on the show. Um, he's, you know, a, he's, he's, he's definitely, he's definitely a favorite of mine. I, um, last time I saw him, I think it was in Maine. Uh, one of his, uh, one of his guys was fighting on the NEF card. He actually, he took my hoodie. So, um, I'm, <laughs> I had a one and only New England MMA, uh, podcast hoodie and Jay owned, Jane took it. No, it's, I, you think I'm going to take it off that kid? Forget <laughs> no. I don't, I don't care if I'm, ha- I'm twice his size. Well, well. What's he fighting? Is he fighting at Bantamweight? Where's he going to be yeah, fighting? All right, yeah. excellent. Still, that's all. Yeah, he's yeah. a he's a fucking this kid. Mm-hmm. He's I mean, you're saying one and zero. Oh, the kid should be at this point five and zero, oh, and and just like or, uh, at the contender series. But he, yeah. he he's well, only well, like yeah. you said he's like, he's a young like kid. We know, we know Joe Penafield can grapple, right? I mean, yeah. he's the number one ranked bantamweight in your rankings. Like we know Joe can fight. We've seen him fight Bruno Diaz. We've seen him in there with with other really tough guys. Like he's not a guy that's that's particularly easy to submit. Yeah, you know, and and you know, so for Jake to come in and and submit him, and granted, grappling's different. Um, you know, grappling's vastly different from MMA, but but it's still it, it it's still pretty goddamn impressive, yeah. right? So it's um, you know, to to be able to submit a guy that's that's that good, um, you know. It, it, you know, again, it's going to be tough. Like he's one and zero. It's going to be tough to to match that guy when he's, you know, as he comes up uh, through the rankings. So, so we'll see. But, uh, but yeah. So the before I forget, I didn't even say who uh, who Hassan was fighting. Oh yeah, um, that's right. He, yeah, he's fighting um, a guy named Dan Bunyan, who is he's out of New York. Uh, he was two and one amateur MMA. Um, he's taken a whole bunch of like. Um, you know, like a whole bunch of boxing fights where like he's fighting like eight and no prospects and, and he takes like a kickboxing match against a guy who's seven and like, like he's taking a bunch of those fights where it's like, okay, yeah, sure. I'm not busy next weekend. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's go for it. Um, and you know, like his, his boxing record's not great, but, but you know, he's two and one amateur MMA. It's going to be a pro debut for him. He's got a couple knockouts. Um, you know, he, he's definitely more of a brawler. Um, you know, the, the fights that I saw of him, he was just like, just throwing hammers, you know, he was just getting after it. Um, so yeah, he's, that's going to be a fun one. And, and he, they, I don't know how it even, how the two of them even got to be talking, but like he had talked to Hassan a while ago saying like, like, again, I don't think they like called each other out, yeah. but, but they were talking about. I think fighting you would be really fun. Like, so they're both guys that, that, uh, that like to do the face punching thing. So I, I think they've seen each other fight or have seen videos of each other. And we're like, yeah, let's do it. This will be fun. Like, I think he was kind of asking for the fight. So by the time it, you know, when Hassan reached out to me, he's like, you know, th- you know, this guy has mentioned he wants to fight me. So, um, so, I mean, it was like the easiest fight I ever matched, right? I, it was like one text message and the guy's like, I didn't even offer him, like when I said, do you want to make, do you want to take, you know, Hassan Graham wants to make his pro debut. Um, and he, this guy's, this kid's got pro boxing fights. So it's, yeah. it would be his first pro MMA, but it's not his first pro. I said, you know, do you want to be, you know, do you want to fight Hassan in his pro debut? He said, yes, send me the contract. I'll sign it tomorrow. <laughs> like cool, cool that was a text exchange. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, well, you don't want to like, 
you don't want to know what I'm going to pay you? And he's like, I mean, yeah, I mean, you might as well tell me. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, it's like I'm taking the fight either way. Um, so, you know, it was, uh, it was, the guy was very easy to deal with. He, his, you know, all his medicals are done. He just had a, a pro boxing fight two months ago. And, um, yeah, he really wanted the fight. So he's, you know, I'm excited about it. And, um, and, you know, one thing, Rick, I mean, you, you mentioned that he had boxing and he didn't do that well, but if you look, I mean, he's an MMA fighter. That's probably, you right. know. But if you look at it, Hassan, if you had Hassan put on just boxing gloves and, and jumped in a boxing ring, I mean, you know, if it's just strictly boxing, we don't know how he would do. You know what I mean? So, Well, so it, the thing that you got to remember, too, is if we see how guys are matched in MMA and we see how, like, how well ticket sellers are treated in MMA, in boxing, it's 10 times worse. Like, like in boxing, they'd, be, they'd have Jay Ellis fighting at fucking heavyweight. You know, like, like it's in boxing, it's, it's so bad. Like, so even guys like, you know, like look at Leo Ladera's boxing record and Leo can, Leo. Yeah. He's a, and he's a, he's a fucking hell of an MMA fighter too. that. Right. And and even like, like he had, he had Rubio, he had Rubio hurt with strikes in their fight. He had him hurt bad. Um, so, I mean, Leo is one of the better boxers, like, like go up and down your rankings at 155. Who's going to outbox Leo? You know, and but then you see when, but then when they put him in with, like some ten and O prospect two weight classes yeah. up, and and the MMA guys are like, you know, yeah, I don't have anything going on this yeah, weekend. Exactly. You know, like like they're 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 a lot less reluctant to take tough fights. So they take tough boxing matches. They take tough kickboxing fights. Um, you know, Dan Bonnell used to do that years ago. He, you know, he was you know an MMA guy. Like by the time his career was up, he was you know I don't know something like fourteen and ten, but. For a while, he was on a pretty good winning streak. But if they offered him a boxing match, two weight classes up against the seven and zero guy with seven knockouts, he was like, "Yeah, like why not? Like if I lose the boxing match, nobody gives a shit because yeah. it's not the sport I compete in." So, um, so yeah, it. Uh, so I don't know. I, I don't. I don't tend to look at the bo- the the record and like if I see boxing matches on guys' records, it's like, you know, I don't make too much of it because like you really never know what you're going to get, right? Like some of these guys that are like 0 and 10 in pro boxing suck. And some of them are like really good. They just continually get overmatched and they keep getting these fights because the promoters know that their medicals are done. They're going to make weight and they're going to make it interesting until it's not. So, you know, it's like you can, you can, you see some of these guys who are pro boxers with like two and 10 records that are like, you know they're dangerous opponents. Like yeah, they can. They know. They, how, they can, know how to box. They're just boxing against someone that's a pure yeah. boxer. Someone that's boxing twenty four seven. So I yeah. mean, you know, exactly. Um, so yeah, I'll. I've got a. I'll announce another fight with with a couple UFC vets. Um, so I'm sure you guys are familiar with Fabio Charan. Oh, he's. Yep. Oh my lord, he's back. He's back. He, hopefully for a short time. Right. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, he's a he's a young enough guy, and like, and I'm not gonna, you know, I, I certainly don't want to rejoice about the fact that he's available. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, he, he lost some UFC fights, and um, you know, he was he's obviously not with the UFC anymore, and we were able to get him on our show, and 
you know, he's a guy that's he's still young, right? I think yeah. he's like oh, yeah. I want to say he's like twenty eight. Yeah, he, like he only he only had a few fights when um you know when he was signed to go to the UFC. He won the LF. It was actually something like seven or eight fights though. Yeah. Like he was and he won the LF. Yeah, he won the LFA title. And then, um, right. you know, he got that he got that shot, a late notice shot, I think, for the UFC. He didn't have a an easy path uh, of fights that right. that they threw him yeah. in. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, the guys he fought were like, I think the I think one of the easier fights that he had was Alonzo Menafield, and that guy is like, you know, that's not, he's not an easy out for him. Yeah, exactly. You know, so um, like the guys that he fought were super tough guys. And um, he's gonna be fighting a guy. I, I don't know how much of an old school MMA nerd you are. Um, but he's fighting a guy named Richardson Moreira. No, and not a bell. He, so he fought on the Ultimate Fighter Brazil twice. Okay. Um, so on the Ultimate Fighter Brazil, uh, give me a second. I'm pulling this up so I don't fuck it up. So he lost to Daniel Serafin on the Ultimate Fighter on season one, but then he came back for season three and he actually beat Thiago Santos hmm. on the ultimate fighter brazil so a lot of guys don't even realize that tiago santos like you know the, the guy that fought john jones tiago santos yeah. right like they don't realize that that guy started on the ultimate fighter brazil and um and didn't win um so he won a couple fights you know richardson won a couple fights on season three um and then he lost some fights in the ufc to uh, he lost to vitor miranda uh who's a super tough guy uh, and he lost to uh, Marcos Rogério de Lima, who, you know, again, he's a, you know, big, you know, big, tough heavyweight that was in the UFC for a while. Um, you know, and then, um, yeah, so he was out of the UFC for a little bit. He, you know, he didn't compete for a while and he started fighting again a couple years ago. Um, and he's, he's kind of, you know, he's, he's one and one since, uh, since he started fighting again, you know, he's, he's not a super old guy. He's, he's still a guy. That's but, but he's had a, he's had a couple of fights in the last year or two, right? So. Yeah. 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 So right. he's, yeah, he, I think his last fight was, I mean, it was like late 2020. Okay. So yeah. So he's, he's not a guy that's been out of the cage forever. He's a guy that, you know, it's, it's, it's not always easy to get fights at, uh, you know, if, if you're a 205 pound guy, it's, it can be tough to, to find matchups. So he's been actively trying to fight and, um, you know, he's had a couple, I mean, he, he's had a fight since fight started up against, you know, from COVID. Yeah, right? exactly. And, um, and if you go up and down the guy's record, you know, uh, his overall record is eight and five, but if you look up and down his record, I mean, you can't find a guy with a losing record on his record, you know, like everybody that he fought just about, I think there might be one guy with a losing record as in, in his entire career that he fought. Um, you know, so he, uh, Super tough guy, still super legit, and um, you know he actually beat a ten and four guy on one of um, one of the the Nogueira shows down in Brazil. So you know that's one of his more recent fights. He beat that guy, um, you know, again on one of Nogueira shows. So is he going to be? Are you? Uh, is he going to be traveling from Brazil? Is he in the states uh, no, training? He's here. So okay. he uh, he actually trains down in Florida out of again. I'm. I'm going to forget the name, um, but it's, it's, it's big nog school down in, down in Florida. So it's, it sounds like he's going to be there cornering Marrera for oh. the fight. Um, so we actually, yeah, we've, we've got a, 
you know, if, if you're a fan of, of old school Brazilian MMA and, and, and a fan of, of, you know, UFC fighters and things like that, like Glover Teixeira should be in the building. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, potentially, you know, potentially both Nogueira brothers. Um, That's cool. Jay-Z Cavalcante will be there. Um, so, yeah, we've we've got a lot of guys that are, um, you know, that are, that are going to be there cornering, cornering some of their fighters. So. Um, but either way, I think it's it's always anytime you can get two two UFC vets to fight. Oh yeah, it's always fun. especially Fa- Fabio's a big draw. He's a big uh, popular yeah. dude in New England. The guy's um, got like a huge following on Instagram and and wherever he goes. Um, good dude. He's got a good story yeah. storyline on his upbringing as far as you know getting into fighting. Veteran. And, you know everything. He's a good dude, man. So good to see him back. Not good to see him out of the UFC. Yeah, you, yeah, hopefully he's not here for long. Yeah, yeah, you you could be that uh that guy, you know, that promotion that gets him back in there. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. And and it, it's kind of funny how that happened too, right? Because like what you had talked about earlier, where you know people see the event and their buddies fight on the event, and then they start talking. So so he's really good friends with Mike Bulger, and Bulger fought on the last one. Um, so where it looks like Bulger's going to be on this one as well. Uh, we're finalizing the opponent now. We're just waiting. I guess one of his coaches was out of town. And, again, he's another guy. Good luck fighting that fucking guy. Um, have you seen Mike Bulger fight? Uh, no. Yeah. Wait, uh, when was his last fight? Uh, well, so prior to June, yep. his last MMA fight was, I want to say, two or three years ago. So he was he was 2-0 and amateur MMA. And then he took a couple pro boxing fights. And... Um, you know, he, he won his two pro boxing fights by first round knockout. And then his, his first pro MMA fight was a first round knockout. Um, and, and like, he looks the part, like you see the guy, like he's, I mean, if you pull up his Instagram and shit, he looks like, like, you know, there'll be pictures of him and like, like looking like Scarface with a cigar in his mouth and shit. And like, he's, you know, I think he's a personal trainer. So he's, you know, he's jacked. Like he's, he looks the part he can, like his hands are phenomenal. Um, so, I mean, he's going to be a guy that, that I think we're going to see a long time, um, you know, the local MMA scene, um, you know, and, and Mike fought on the card and, and he's out of that same gym as, um, as Oval, right. A lot of those guys kind of cross train at, um, Hard Knocks Muay Thai. And they also spend some time down at Lozon's gym, I believe. Like, again, I never know who's cross training where. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. I know, I know, um, Jake Manini is the, 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 the head striking coach at, at Hard Knocks and. Yeah, they all affiliated with Lozans. They they all get work on there in sparring days. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, you never know who from the gyms are going yeah. where. So I don't want to say that that Mike's a Lozan guy. Like for all I know, he hasn't been there in years. But um, but yeah. So uh, so their their coach Billy is uh, Billy Raz is the guy who I work with to get those guys on the show. And and Mike fought on the show. And and again, that was another one that I didn't even realize Fabio was out of the UFC. I got a phone call, and it was. Fabio's interested in taking something locally. Um, you know, we really liked what your show, uh, you know, kind of what you guys did in June. Some of his friends fought on the card. They had positive things to say. Um, you know, and, and the conversation was actually about, like, is there a way to make this work? Mm-hmm. You know, like, like, how could we make this work financially? Because we can't, like... Obviously, we, we, you know, we can't take a tough fight on your show for a thousand bucks. Yeah, exactly. So, like, so how do we make this work? Like, can we figure something out with, like, a, you know, bigger percentage of ticket sales? Maybe a, you know, like, 
like like how like what have you guys done in the past how do we make this work so that was like so that very first phone call wasn't even like you know it, it wasn't hey let us know if you have anything it was we'd like to fight on the show can we can we try to figure out how to make it work financially so like he was one of the only guys that we negotiated purse with before we even started looking for opponents just to make sure we could lock we them could in get it done. And, yeah that's and yeah and and then from there it was it was pretty easy to get him a fight actually yeah. it, it's funny those are the guys that are easier for me like mm-hmm. like if i'm trying to find like 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 just tough opponents like super easy to get fights booked um you know, it's it's the guys that are that are a little more you know that are a little more careful, or the guys that are, um, you know, looking for a particular type of opponent, or not wanting to get, um, you know, not necessarily looking to fight you know another guy that fought the UFC. Like, you know, when when it's a guy like like Fabio, I mean, I think I text one guy, you know, and and it's actually um, the guy who manages a lot of go over to share his fighters, and he's he. Uh, he works with with Jay Z Cavalcante and their and their management company and and again so Richardson Moreira is is someone from that um, that management company and um, yeah it was like one text message and it was yeah we've got him this is like this is what it's going to take to get it done and let's go like yeah like within you know like like it took me probably you know like like a fifteen minute conversation with Fabio's coach and a few text messages with with Richardson's team and, and we were done. I know um, I uh when, I know when Fabio was uh you know fighting in the UFC he was he was training at Sanford, correct? Yeah. Is he still there or is he back in the New England area training again? Uh so I believe he's he's still down there. Yep. Um you know, it's it, it's not clear to me if he lives there full time or if he just does his fight camps there. Um you know, they they told me he's not going to need hotel rooms when he's here. Okay. So, you know, again, I don't know if he still has a place up here that he lives and he just bounces down there for, for his fight camps or, or if he's, you know, if he's just got, you know, buddies that, that have a, a spare bedroom, but yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. I, I honestly don't know. I didn't, I didn't dig into it too hard. I know that he's doing his, his training down there. Most of his friends are still here. Um, you know, and, and, and again, it was the guys out of, um, you know, that, that I mentioned, it was Billy who got me in touch with him and, um, and yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. it that's going to be a fun one. Very exciting fight. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we've got you know I, I don't want to announce everything all no, at once. We're well, going to do it for, over the next couple of weeks. You'll see stuff come yeah, out. Yeah, I don't want to get everything on there. We got to kind of uh, wind down. You know, Rick, when we, we we spoke about you coming on, you're like, hey, how how long is it usually? Tay, I'm like, oh, we usually go like twenty twenty five. I mean, we had. I mean, you. You're a, a encyclopedia of information here, and you're you're throwing beans at us. I mm-hmm. you know I don't want to let you go, but you did say I've been on podcasts one to two hours, man, and you can talk, I my man. I, I love it. Well, I, was, I, I, was, I, was, I wasn't I wasn't kidding. Where I said I'll keep you here till midnight. If you let, <laughs> like, I, just, awesome. I don't stop. Like, how how is like it, when you come on the show with Joe? How does he like? Does he get a word in, or is it like what what goes on there? Yeah, he's he's actually got much cooler stories than me. All right, so we'll have to. You we'll know, like, like I've got some fun stories. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I was, I was at the, the you know, the Kimbo Gannon fight. So I've, got, nice. I've got some fun ones. You know, like I, you know, I, I, I've got some interesting ones. But Joe's stories are so much better than mine. Like, like he's got stories about, like, you know, you'll have to ask him about, like, the time that Chuck Liddell fought a, you know, like a, like a dude at a hotel, like, like the, you know, like you'll have to have Joe tell you the thing. Like it was, it's the one of the funniest stories I've ever heard. There was like. 
just some some like you know like bellman who was like yeah i can beat chuck liddell up like and then they like went Let's into call. like like a random room at the hotel and, and, and it was like take your shirt off you're fighting and people, like, throw, it. people like, throw it people throw it there's, you're fighting the fucking hotel guy. There's, there's, there's money changing hands everywhere. Oh, that's that's a good show. Yeah, well, no, it wasn't even money changing. It was just like it was just it was a just funny that? story just where fucking... like Joe's hanging out with Chuck Liddell at a hotel, and they're like, "Yeah, you gotta fight the bellman. Like he, he thinks he can beat you in a fight." <laughs> so and it's like what? Rick, um, last thing I'm gonna l- yeah. leave off. Um, but I'm showing. I just showed a couple of pictures. There's a picture of you here with Kenny Florian, um, Joe, Joe Lozon. Um, McGannon, uh, who else is there? Mark Delagra. I got an arrow on your head, so everyone knows you were Poor you were a lot younger back then. This had to be what around two thousand. When was? I mean, yeah, that's that's what happens, right? <laughs> I mean, that photo is probably from fifteen years ago. So the, I I would imagine this is around from uh, two thousand seven yeah. or something. You got um, uh, yeah. So I mean, if I'm if I'm forty one now, right? We subtract. You know, if that's from seventeen years ago, whatever it is, like yeah, I was probably. You know, twenty five in the photo, twenty six maybe. Yeah, just like the like the, the the pick the people in this picture uh, is is fucking nuts. Happens it's quick. Nuts. Um, yeah, we used to have a lot of that at our yeah. events, man. I mean, we've and and some of it again, like some of it, we just kind of get lucky, right? Like it's it, it's not like we uh, we. I mean, again, when it was Kimbo, yeah, we like we decided to fly Kimbo in, right? Like we didn't have a reason to have him there other than like it'll be pretty cool if Kimbo's here and signs autographs. Um, but, uh, but again, you'll have to have Joe tell stories about that, right? Like Joe is, is ultimately who, who introduced Kimbo's manager to the UFC. And, and like, he's, you know, like he didn't like set up the deal or anything, but it was, you know, like he was managing Gannon at the time. So he got Gannon into the UFC after that. And, and when Kimbo got on the alt, like, you know, he helped their manager kind of get in touch with, with the UFC and, um, you know, so he's he's done a bunch of like really cool shit. So like, so yeah, his stories are way better than mine. So when the two of us are on a podcast, he's always got something that's like way more fun, like way more nostalgic, and um, you know, but but yeah, as far as the other guys in the photos, like yeah, Rampage Jackson was in was at one of our events, and and he was there to corner Mike Dolce because Mike Dolce fought Nuri Shakir. Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, so it was like we didn't. Um, Mike, again, Ma- Mike, Mike Mike Dolch, the 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 diet, yeah, the, 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 the guy, nutrition yeah. guy. Oh Jesus, man, these fucking names. He was on Ultimate <laughs> Fighter. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He it was after he was on the Ultimate Fighter. Um, yeah, he fought Nuri Shakir on our card. Um, I think he I think he stopped Nuri with strikes if I remember correctly. And um, and so yeah, we we always had just pretty good luck getting guys to the events like. You know, I'm trying to think of some of the other examples, but I mean, we've like again, Shane Burgos was at our last event, nobody knew it. You know, like we we've had a bunch of things like that where you know guys are, um, you know, cornering fighters or or there to support their buddies and. Um, did yeah, um we, we did Shane just get is he is he the one that got just signed got signed to PFL? That's not him, is it? PFL. It is, yeah. Oh wow, man, cool things. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. that that's the one Dana said we fucked up because yeah. they didn't re-sign him. Fuck, that's yeah. right. He'll yeah, make he'll awesome. he'll make so much more money probably with PFL. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he will, and he hopefully his pay without being a tournament winner is enough for him to make a ton of money, right? Yeah. Because I think a lot of guys are attracted to the PFL because okay, if I win this tournament, I can win a million bucks. But 
we see the guys that are winning it like like it looks super easy when it's the again i forget the guy's name um the 185 pounder um i always remember their nicknames like because brazilian guys all have cool nicknames so so Shoeface is the kid's name like so good enough for me like, that's good yeah again i don't know i don't know what his again i can't remember his his actual name but but when he was in the ufc he's a guy that you know had lost a few fights in a row and got cut and then is in pfl and i think he won it twice right so i mean let's just say i'm wrong and it's only once he still won a million dollars yeah right so so i think a lot of guys see that and they're like oh well well, if that guy who, you know, lost some fights in the UFC, got released from the UFC, like that wasn't a situation where PFL like dragged him away on a winning streak. Like it was the UFC released him. He signed over there and he happened to win it. Um, I think a lot of guys see that and are like, they, like they see that, you know, pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Yeah, and, sure. and, you know, I mean, Anthony Pettis hasn't won. Like no. he hasn't won the tournament. But I'm sure he's making money in these fights. Like the he way is. his yeah. contract is structured and and just like Shane, I'm sure they gave him an incentive and there's some things going on yeah. per fight yeah, he here. Said, yeah, he said something about, I think his quote was, when I win the tournament next year, I'm going to be a multimillionaire. All right. So, then, yeah. so that tells me he's at least making a million bucks outside of the tournament. Yeah, and there's another thing. He, oh. you know, he's got sponsors. He can do everything, like so much more as far as that social media sponsorships that he can't do with well, the UFC. So well, that's another. They revenue. can all do the stuff on social, like so they just can't wear the stuff on Fight Week. Yeah, like that's the that's the big difference, right? Is so I think a lot of these guys still end up making a ton of money. Um, you know, I don't know how it works with, with some of the other, you know, some of the other sponsorships, but like, but yeah, when they can't wear their, their stuff into the cage and, and they can't really rep it on fight week. Cause yeah, their contracts will say like, you have to be in. Yeah. This gear and yeah. Like anything UFC related. If you're here for an interview, you're wearing Venom. Mm-hmm. If you're here, like if you're on like UFC countdown, you're wearing Venom. Like, so it, um, so yeah, I'm sure it, it definitely, they're still getting impacted by it, but. Uh, but yeah, he'll he'll do you know he'll make he said that he said the numbers were way better, and it made sense for him to take it. So, you know, I tend to believe him. But there hopefully, you go. hopefully, even without winning the tournament, because it's you know I think it's hard to to win. You know, to win that many fights in a row, like you know, especially like you you see the 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 consistency in which they fight. Like, when's the last time Anthony Pettis fought that consistently? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, fighting for the so. UFC, you're fighting, you know, every some of them every six months, you know. Right. And in, in in many cases, though, it's not even like like the the guys in the UFC are turning down fights because they're dealing with injuries, but they know that if they don't take a fight on this date, then all of a sudden I'm you know I'm I'm essentially going to be pulled from the tournament, right? Like like if I can't. Like, cause they have to rack up enough points to, so like it incentivizes them. It's a really cool model. It incentivizes them to actually stay active. Right. Which, but again, on the downside, you know, a lot of these guys are probably fighting a little more dinged yeah. up than they were when exactly. they were in the U.S. And, right? and, and let's talk, they're not in their prime like they were. So, I mean, injuries and, and bang ups last a little longer when you're a little, yeah. little older at this point. Um, last thing, bro. I mean, we got to cut you off. I gotta, I gotta go to, I gotta go to work in the morning. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, 
anything you could tell me about this show that is going to be different in your eyes than the last show? Any, you know, what stands out that you think is going to be kind of leaps and bounds from the, from that first show that's going to show off in this show? Jesus, I don't know, man. Like, I thought the last show went pretty fucking good. Yeah, I, um, so, no, I would say one thing that's going to be a lot different is, you know, our approach to social media is going to be a lot different beforehand because we actually have stuff we can show now. Yeah. Um, you know, we had no highlight videos, right? We had no, no photos. Reels. We had, like, all we had was stuff from 10 or 12 years prior for guys that weren't fighting on the show like so like so it just didn't make a whole lot of sense to to really you know to show old highlights of you know in a ring and um you know on like you can tell the difference when you're watching an old video right oh, yeah. i think it'd make the event look worse um so um so no that's going to be something that's going to be vastly different i mean we're going we're going to be doing a lot more there to to promote the event um you know those are the things that like we see some of the other shows they they got good at certain things quick and then they, they continue to add things to the show as they go. We're not really going to be adding anything from a production standpoint. Cause we already started with like, we did everything we could, you know, there was, you know, there was no, uh, no stone left unturned there. Like we went and got the best commentator we could get. We hired one, you know, best production company we could get, um, you know, all the graphics, all the lighting, all the camera guys, like there's really, you know, not much, you know, I don't think we're really going to change anything there. You know, that's all going to look exactly the same. So the fight pass product is going to look exactly the same. Um, cool. You know, you, you'll see, you know, you'll see more like, like more guys like Jake Pilla on this show. Yeah. That was going to um, be my, you know, Fabio Serrant. You have, um, you know, <coughs> excuse me, Rico Dushuler is a great uh, drawer. And you said you might have him on the card again. But you yeah. got, I, I mean, mean he said he wants to be on the card for yeah. sure, and he's he's agreed to <clears throat> opponents that fell through. So um, I, I don't see why he won't be on the show. Um, you know, and, and there are some other guys too that, uh, you know, some names that haven't fought in a little while that are like very very exciting, and, and I'm excited that they want to get back in there. So there are. Um, Again, I can't, we don't have, I mean, one of them I've got booked, but again, I can't announce everything today. And like, like you get someone who hasn't fought in a long time, but when you see his name pop up, you're like, oh shit, I can't believe he's fighting again. Nice. Um, you know, guy with like a, you know, I want to say his record, something like eight and two or nine and two and like very well-known guy that everybody, um, everybody would know. Um, My light bulb's you know, going off right <laughs> now. <laughs> I'll, I'll text it to you. I'll tell you who it is. I just don't want to, I just don't want to announce it. Um, I was gonna say I, I can hit you on messenger while I'm here. Um, so uh, like he can't so stop. Be biting your tongue. <laughs> he can't stop. Dude, well, that's the thing. We got a lot going on. Man. I know oh, you do. Uh, I mean, you're excited now. It's your, your second show back, man, and you came out like fucking like a herd of turtles. The first show. I mean, uh, you know, Joe Cab's back. You know, and the Bubba, and all of a sudden you're on Fight Pass, and like you know. This is how um this is how you light the wick, bro. You you start with that first show, and now they're coming to you. You like the Pied Piper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're we're gonna have a lot of fights. There's gonna be a lot of interesting guys on there that um, you know, we're taking a different approach to it, and in like like we're trying to get back to the point where I mean, on the last events, we we were doing more than two thousand people regularly, and you have to do a lot of things right 
to get 2,500 people, 3,000 people in the venue. So, so like, so we really, we figured out the production stuff on the first one and we kind of got that locked in. We, 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 we built kind of a strong foundation there and now we're working on all the other things to, to kind of round it out. So it, I would say from a visual eye to the, to the paying customer, you're probably not going to see like visually, it's going to look very, very similar to the last one. It's going to be the same production company, same lighting, same graphics, same color schemes. Like we want it to look the same every time. Yeah. Like we want it to be recognizable. Um, but yeah, you'll see a lot, a lot of different fighters. We, you know, the amount of people that we got on this one is, is crazy. Like the amount of fights that I have to turn down, um, like that. I, it's like I, I'd love to have you, but I can't. Like we're we're already at, at twenty or twenty one. Um, so so yeah, you'll you'll see a, a a much bigger card, and you know you'll see uh, some more recognizable names on this one. Excellent. Well, I know you mentioned that tickets are going to be going on sale. What in a week or two? Yeah, so it, it, it could be it, it could be as early as, as Friday. It's it's you know, with the ticket company, like we've given them all of our information and we don't like to um like when they tell us they're ready to go, we just press go. You know, like we don't then wait like okay, you're ready to go. Let's let's wait until Tuesday at nine AM. Like like as soon as they process what they need to process on their end and tell us that they're ready to go on sale. We push the button. Yeah. Why waste time? Yeah. Let's sell them now. <laughs> right. Exactly. So it's, so I would say you can expect to see like worst case scenario, you can start to see fight announcement posters going out early next week. Um, you know, you'll see like, you know, like some of our promotional stuff going out, like the, the announcements about tickets being on sale, the, the emails, the social, like all that stuff's going to be going to be kicking off next week. So. Excellent. Well, one thing I want to, you know, I'm going to let throw you, have you throw all your social media out, everything like that. I have your Instagram here as far as for combatfc.tv. Yeah. <clears throat> but as far as, um, oh, I forgot my friggin', I forgot my goddamn point. Forget oh, it. You got no. something you want to, I'll think of it. So no. ask him something. No, I mean, I, I remember watching all those old ones and I'm glad you guys are back and the last product was cool. So I'm looking forward to seeing all these fights, man. Oh, uh, one thing, Rick, Rick, I didn't introduce you to Tommy. Tommy is my, my co-host on Wednesday night, the live podcast. He actually trains at Triforce. Yep. He's uh, as far as jiu-jitsu, okay. he's a three-stripe blue belt, yep. correct? Yep. Put in so the he work. trains with all those guys, John Dumas, he's, uh, you know, Eddie Andrews coming in, Dion, yep. Rubio, and all those. Yeah, so They're my friends. So, uh, yeah. Hey, geez, I'm glad I didn't shit on you. <laughs> I wouldn't have, uh, you know, we try to stay kind of biased, so it's hard to shit on those guys, you know, they're good. Yeah, no, they're, they're all good guys. I'm actually, uh, I was trying to get one of your guys on the show, but I couldn't find anyone for him yet. Um, Oh, and of course, why did I have to even say that? Because now I'm not going to be able <laughs> yeah, to Yeah, because I forgot what I was going to say um, and all that. Active, the, the, active duty military, blue belt in jiu-jitsu, 155 pounds. In um, yeah, redhead, ben, uh, ben Bracco. Oh, Ben Bracco. Is that? No. I no. think that's what it was. No. Amateur debut? No. Tyrum? Uh, no. Uh, here he no. Is. Give me, give me three seconds. Um, of course, I had to bring that up. Angel uh, Martinez. Yeah, there was a guy. Uh, I'm terrible with names. That's why I write everything. Shahib. Down. And this is the guy he was thinking of uh, trying to get for the show. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was uh, Sahib Jackson. Yeah, that's oh, what I just said. That, yep. Nice. Yeah. So Sahib's a good guy. Sahib, yeah. um, I've seen fought, fight a ton of smokers for Wishes Smokers. He actually holds a couple of titles, I think, for yeah. uh, you know the smoker shows in the in the New England area. 
Yeah, yeah, he was someone that I offered his name to a bunch of guys. I'm still actively looking. Like, we're mm-hmm. still matching fights. So, um, but he was one of the guys that, um, that that Pete gave me his name, saying, "Hey, let's see if we can get his amateur debut going." Um, but yeah, I haven't found anyone for him yet. Still actively looking. Cool, cool. So if anybody watching the podcast yep. wants the fight at 155 pounds, <laughs> uh, you know, amateur debut, right? So mm-hmm. um, very cool. So yeah, he was uh, yeah he was looking to get on there, and, and yeah, I remember those guys from years ago, like when um, uh, Pete and Keith, we did a, a calendar a million years ago mm-hmm. for for mass MMA, and and those guys were were in the calendar. And, oh, of, yeah. of course, Keith yeah, exactly. was in there, right? It was a fun calendar. Too. He could be on the cover anymore. They, they probably do. Like, oh, I'm gonna have to ask him like, about that. We had yeah. a bunch of girls that like, like so we had like a I don't know like a girl Kamora Keith or something like that. Like you know, oh had, that's you know, like, that was like awesome. the picture. Yeah, dude, you guys were like, you guys were like, you know, the the forefathers of this shit. So, yeah. You got to come out yeah. with this stuff again. We got to get a, a hand on those calendars. Gotta, I'm gonna we ask need another calendar from fucking Combat FC. 2023. <laughs> there's just too much shit to work on. You know? Like, I know. We've got so much to do. Like, there's so many things that we want to do. And, like, you know, like I'm, like, I'm getting emails right now from, like, a marketing company that we're talking to. Like, there's just so much stuff to do. And I work full-time, right? Like, I've got a full... Like, this is Joe's full-time thing. Yeah. But I work full-time. So I'm doing this, like, while on I'm the side calls at work yeah, I'm like you, muting my phone and I'm like responding to text I'm like I'm the same way like I'm not as busy as you but at work I'm doing all this pre-editing and shit for the show and stuff like that yeah. but uh Rick I forgot my goddamn question so we're gonna have to save it for the fucking next time I have you on with Joe Cav it was a good one I forgot what the hell it was but um with that said uh social media how we get in touch, uh, how we yeah, buy tickets, and, and all that stuff. We're trying to make it easy for everybody. It's combatfc.tv on, on all platforms. Uh, we, we've got a TikTok that, like, seven people follow. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've started putting uh, – we've, we've, basically, any of the stuff we post on Instagram, uh, we post on TikTok first because I, I'm, like, social media illiterate, and the only way I know how to add music to a highlight video is to, to choose it from TikTok, so – so I so I basically you know upload them on TikTok so that I can add the music and then I just post that video on on our other social media. Um, I really should figure that shit out. But again, you so you will, man. Up. You will. Oh, you're um, you're hiring an intern to do it for you. Right. There exactly. You we'll, we'll get Mike Bloomberg's nephew again. Um, <laughs> so so yeah, we we we're uh, we've got a TikTok page that we're. I mean, I'm exaggerating. I think we got 300 followers or something. Mm-hmm. And um, but we're mostly just. Like, I want to make sure that we have a lot of videos there so that as we start building the brand out more and people come to our page, they actually want to, you know, they, they want to follow us. And that like, you, 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 want con- had... you, you want content. You need to add right. content and exactly. it's happening. Like, yeah, we need to have the content there. Because, again, if we, if we tell people to go join, you know, follow our TikTok page now and they go there and we've got, you know, I think we've got, we've got probably 10 or 15 videos, but... Hey, hey, the more we build out the content, the easier it'll be. The, what I remember I was going to say is um, I don't know who is who controls um, or who who manages the the Combat FC business page, or but I know somebody was sharing some of that stuff to our New England MMA group page. No one ever does that. No one knows that that, that group page is for any, anyone to share. You could share anyone. You guys utilized it, though, when um, you guys were promoting the last card. I don't know who it was, but they yeah, kept it was Joe. Yeah, he kept sharing stuff and I, I love it, man. I wish more yeah. promotions, more fighters 
It's a group page. I mean, even though yeah. we have to okay the post because we don't want people putting cocks on there, and you know what I mean, <laughs> yeah. stupid spam and shit like that. But that page yeah. is for, funny story about that. <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell it now before I let you go, or is it going to take three hours? What's going on? I'll give you the quick version. All right, go ahead, and then so, we'll we'll get out of here. Yeah. So there was uh, back when we were running Northeast MMA. Um, there was another page that popped up. I forget what they were called, but they were basically doing the same exact thing we were. Um, and we were like, we had, we were posting like fight posters. We had everything on our page. We had it all over the place. And, um, and I went on their website one morning and I noticed that they posted the same exact graphic we did. And I, you know, I right clicked it and I realized, Oh, they're, they're actually, just pointing to our website so the graphic that they had in like three different places on their website that was someone else's fight poster was actually hosted on our website so what we did was we we put it on the like we hid that page and then there's like a you know there's like a pretty famous photo that like people will send in group chats when they're trying to be disgusting like it's actually, it's a photo of like three old dudes blowing each other. Awesome. I haven't got that yeah. yet. I don't know if using I know that. Kevin, using Kevin McDonald sends me all that good stuff, but I haven't right, got that right, one exactly. yet. Exactly. Like I've seen one that's like, a, like, I'll get one that's like a pool party of like these old guys or it's like the, you know, like these, the, you know, like these, like two old guys making out and, you know, one of the dudes is blowing them. So like, and, and like, these are like 75, 80 year old men. Like it's a, it's a photo that like, you know, that was something that Biggie found. And, uh. <laughs> So we, on the back end of our website, we changed it to that photo. So our competitor's website, it, you know, and it was for like half a day. There were just photos of like old dudes. Penises. All over their <laughs> Fucking website. old wrinkled and, uh, penises. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, so it was like, and it's funny because they actually like, like I'm actually really friendly with the guys who, um, who ran the website. So it, it was... Uh, uh, Tim O'Connor and Brian Bradbury were the guys who ran the website. I don't think they've been around for a little while, but, uh, you know, Tim was a really cool guy and he actually has talked about it. Like, like I've run into him since then. And he's like, you know, that was, that was really, really funny. <laughs> yeah. <It was> like, <laughs> Good joke. You know, it, yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, that was hysterical. Like, instead of like, you know, like you got your point across, like <laughs> post our own pictures. Yeah, don't don't steal your bandwidth. Don't we mirror our exactly. shit. You know, but it, but it was yeah. So it was just funny. Like we we had a lot of fun. We, with it, man. We, yeah. I'm sure you guys are like you guys are having the same kind of fun yeah. Like that. Travis and Oz, Travis and Lars, we have our own like little in, uh, uh, Facebook Messenger little thing, and we see like little things like either they you know take care take something here or there, and we just this this photo photo <laughs> there's screenshots all over the place like through our conversations we we rag on everyone it's fucking good stuff but it, it's it's yeah. it's good stuff yeah it's a fun scene to be a part of no, nothing gets by us because there's three of us and we're everywhere yeah. <laughs> and if yeah. if something does someone I, like i'm at the point right now people send me screenshots like i don't even ask for them they'll send me screenshots of like conversations it, it's just good stuff we know everything over here in new england mma eyes and ears everywhere we just awesome. we just don't know all the matchups for Combat FC too. That's all. Yeah, we will. I'm, I'm gonna t I'll we text will. you some of them. I'll, no. I'll send you some on Messenger. Yeah, do it. I I I keep I keep the beans to myself. I'm sure Lars yeah. knows a, a bunch of them too, but I, I I don't ask them because um, you know I let yeah, them. 
It's yeah, like it's like hey, listen, it's it's like Christmas with them guys. They like semi ho, or they'll semi um a fighter. Hey, can you you know check this guy out on Tapology or whatever? Like I'm kind of the outside looking in, and and them guys are just having a, like yeah. a, a fucking party. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. I was joking with Lars. I was like, I'm not sure if you you know. I was joking with him. Like I don't know if you realize that you're. Uh... Like you're like when you've had a few beers, you're like completely bipolar, right? Because I talked to him twice one night when he was drinking, and he was like, the first conversation it was, oh my god, I can't believe you got so and so to fight again. That's amazing. Like I can't wait. That's awesome. And then like 20 minutes later, he called me back and like he forgot that I told him that the fight was going. And then like I told him that you know yeah yeah but you know we just talked about this. I booked so and so, and he's like. Why? Why would you book him? Like, <laughs> he hasn't fought in so long. Same person. Relevant, and it's like that's like, how it, twenty well, minutes ago that, you were pumped about. That, it. Now that's how we're talking. Like uh, Travis might say, you know, all cool about the matchup, and I'll come in like, what the fuck? Where's this guy coming out of the woodwork? What are you talking about? So we're always going like that, and then we bust everyone's balls. You know what I mean? We don't yeah. we fighters' balls. People that talk shit about oh, yeah. us, we're all over. Yeah, you know, it's New England MMA. So. You know how it goes. Exactly. It, it's 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 a small place. So, Rick, I gotta let you go, man. We've been going for right, fucking, like two fucking hours, dude. You said that too. Holy That's shit! A good one. Great podcast, my man. Well. Rick, this is I'm gonna throw it on Spotify tomorrow, um, but I appreciate you coming on, man. Um, let Let's say like three weeks before um, the event, we'll have you and Joe on together. I'll get some of his stories and we'll talk about some of these matchups in depth. And uh, yeah. you and know, all the shit I announced probably won't even be happening. Yeah, I, it'll yeah. all be changed. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. They'll all yeah. drop. No, Fucking no, by yeah, by 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 then, Matt Denning might be fighting Fabio Charette. We don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe maybe Fabio yeah. will be back in the we UFC. Got Matt fighting someone else. Already, yeah. So yeah, hopefully that fight stays together. We'll so. see. All right, all my right, man. We'll talk soon, man. Yeah, Rick. Thank you nice so you, much man. for coming on. Uh, we'll definitely talk to you soon, bro. Pleasure, bro. All right. You take care. That was fucking awesome. Good dude, man. Smart. Dude, a uh, fucking yeah, definitely fucking smart. I'm not smart, but he's fucking no. smart. Uh, Tommy, I left you here for a while, man. Absolutely. We went, but I got a nice fucking blunt Good. for us to, to get out. So with that said, listen, um, I don't know what's going on. Next week we'll be back. We'll probably be recapping uh the Cage Titans fucking card. Yeah. Um Matt Smith is the guy who hasn't fought. In a while, that's... Oh, he can't tell me! I, 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 was, I was just going to say, don't read it out loud. <laughs> With that said, next week we will be recapping Cage Titans. Um, Fuck yeah. Yeah, Cage Titans. Good luck to everyone fighting recapping this weekend. Recapping IG um, Ironman Grappling Championships. Yeah. And uh, maybe we'll have another guest on I don't know. But we'll see. Maybe someone who won this weekend. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe one of your guys. That's what I'm saying. We'll have them, and maybe we'll have them right here. We should. All right. They would. Friend. I'm friends with them. With that said, Tommy Shahid, thank nice you, man, welcome. for thank coming you. on again, as always. We will be back next week, cool. and uh, we'll see you later, okay. people.